0: Right fried potatoes. One potato, two potatoes, three potatoes more. Five potatoes, six potatoes, seven potatoes more. And I can count the potatoes. One potato,
1: two potatoes,
0: three potatoes more. Five potatoes, six potatoes, seven potatoes
1: more. Potatoes. Welcome to the Potato League Podcast with your hosts, Dan and Tom.
2: Thanks, TJ. Thank you, TJ. Welcome to episode 348 of Potato League Podcast. What are we going to do
1: for 350? It's like a Probably
2: the same thing we do for three other 340s or whatever. Um, Jesus, we're looking. I always think we look loud, but but we probably aren't. Let's see if... This is why we are not audio engineers. Yeah, right. Uh... Last time today is uh, February fourth, and uh, last time we recorded was the fourteenth
0: mm-hmm.
2: of January. Uh, at that time, I had uh, we had talked a little bit about how I was having a hard time getting into the flow of watching movies regularly again, because yeah. uh, football is winding down. We talked about like uh, the, the end of the fantasy season and stuff. So now, and the Eagles were a one and done, um, we, that was not a surprise, uh, so I, and usually around this time every year, I like dive in and am able to really start cranking movies out, and I have struggled this year, but partially from your Christmas gift, uh, which was a, a book on Korean cinema, and I can't remember what my other thing was, I have, uh, I have started, uh, I'm re-entering the the world of Korean cinema and am totally back in. Nice. Uh, I've kind of devised a, it's kind of loose, I I just alternate between uh, new watches and then I'll re-watch an older one. I'm trying to concentrate on the ones that I have never re-watched, like Mm -hmm. the ones that I really enjoyed from 2021 and 2022 when when we were doing it a lot. Um, that I just have never rewatched. Now, of course, I'm still rewatching all the bongs and yeah. all that
1: stuff. I'm thing. guessing Parasite will get a view in there. It already has.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, pa- I mean, Parasite's an annual. Uh, I've watched it every year since it came out uh, at least once. So, um, but I'm really, uh, I'm probably most excited about the rewatches of the ones, you know, the non-bong ones, the ones that I really liked, that, like, I, like yeah, I just re- really remember liking that. So I'm um, I'm having fun with, did I really like it? Mm-hmm. Is it better than I thought it was? Is Was I, uh, it also kind of seems to matter when in my, does not sound dumb, Korean journey that I watched it. Like, if it was an early one, yeah. I still maybe wasn't quite getting them. Yeah. Um, but now watching them again uh, It has been great uh, We can get into that yeah, whenever. I remember
1: that the first time I watched The Host
2: Yeah Because that not... was like
1: an early Korean film Because I watched it because it was a horror movie Yeah Not because it was a Korean movie And I'm like This is cool I remember I think I gave it like a three and a half I'm like this is a cool fun movie But it's like I didn't get A lot of the shit you... they were going for Until you start to watch some other stuff And then you're like Oh,
2: oh Yeah because uh, Well it's funny you said that Because The Host is the most recent thing I watched, I watched Oh cool I watched The Host like, two days ago. Segway,
1: like, a motherfucker.
2: Um, I was a little further along the first time I watched the host, but even, like you're saying, I still didn't quite get it, maybe, until I understood what Bong was. Mm-hmm. That he wasn't just this schmuck-making...
0: Yeah.
2: I didn't get that it was... Well, there's a fine line between Goofy and Satire. Yeah. And, like... I thought I like you was going into it thinking it was a straight up monster movie, yeah, supposed to be like a horror type thing. Um, it is a it's funny. Yeah. Obvi- like like all of his movies are funny. Uh, yeah. Well, except mother. Mother's
1: not very funny. And-
2: Memories has funny moments. Yes, Me- Drops kick that, per that, minute. That
1: fucking drop kick is still... <laughs>
2: still fucking... The, the... Cop shows up on the scene, just on the hill and God, drop kicks man. a man. <laughs> the multiple drop kicks... I... There must be somewhere on on the internet where someone has compiled all the drop <laughs> kicks from Memories of Murder. <laughs> um, but anyway... Uh, yeah, so you, when you... Watching the host this time... I didn't change my score. I still... I mean, I gave it a four the, the last... Because I think this was my third viewing of the host. Um... It has still held steady at a four, um, but I, I feel like I enjoy it more every time.
0: Well,
1: that's the problem too, because it's, it's like the Scorsese problem, where it's like I can't give all of the problems. yes films of five, God right? Damn
2: it. Yes, and that that's been part of my issue just in general as I'm kind of considering re-scoring all of these, like because yeah. I get into that thing where it's like, yeah, but it's not better than Mother, yeah. I can't give it a four and a half, and like with Mother, you're like, well, it's not better than Memories. I can't give it a five, but you can. Yeah, you, you certainly can. You kind of have to on a five on a five star scale. You've only got ten options. Yeah. If you watch a hundred movies, yeah. Guess what? Yeah. And and considering most of them are are going to be
1: at minimum a three and a half because yeah. I try to avoid I mean, shitty like, movies. If you're ranking them, that's another thing. But because it's I like, have done that. They just finished up the Scorsese draft on screen drafts. And let me tell you, that oh, yeah. top ten was a fucking doozy, yeah, because it was very, very hard for them to do. Because they're like, well, fuck, how do you com- How do you rank, fucking Raging Bull, right. Goodfellas, yeah. Taxi Driver, Age of Innocence, all these other fucking amazing films? That it's like, how do you make that argument once you're in the top five? Right, like, that one is that much better than the other. Right, it can't.
2: Yeah, because what I started doing was I I would go down through them and notice that. Well, not notice, but, like, it's a huge number. I've got, like, twenty three and a halves you know, for the Korean ones. I've got, like, there's, like, 20 that are fours, and at some point you're just, like, uh, you know, not all fours are created equal, not all three-and-a-halves are created equal. So, um, like you just said, unless you're ranking them...
1: Yeah, unless you've got, I, like, 100... 100- different scoring matrix, Yeah, things,
2: which ain't happening.
1: And you're like, this film's a 93.4. Yeah, you that have one's a 94.2. Yeah,
2: you'd have to add a decimal.
1: Yeah. Which, <laughs> uh, again,
2: or a, a decimal place.
1: As nerdy as we can fucking be.
2: So, what I have done instead is make a Korean movies ranked list on Letterboxd. So, uh, and I'm just adding to it every time I watch a new one. I add,
1: you know, so it's up to whatever, yeah, 70. It's, it's funny because like... um I haven't been here, been able to record the past two weeks because I've got my new class, which is all about um, supervision and um, you know evaluation of teachers. Right. And so every week we're learning about a different rubric system that people use, and we just did one. uh, This past week was the Marshall rubric, which is one of the more popular ones, but it is fucking. Thorough, like you're grading on like you're you're not grading. It's a terrible word. I probably feel for saying that. You're evaluating, All right, on six different criteria, and each criteria has like ten subsets. Yeah. So it's like I feel with like like bong films or scripts that you would almost have to get into that level of a rubric, right? to to, to get a true. It also, no, that's, it, fuck, it, that's, that takes another level right there to want to do that.
2: It's one thing, and it's also one thing when you're doing, also uh, subjective. when you're, yeah, when you're ranking, you know, just Bong or just Scorsese or something like that, but when you're ranking all Korean movies, I had Ooh. to get, I had to get rid of the, because I mean, as you can see, this is every Korean movie I've watched and like, I don't know, five of the top 10 are Bong Joon-ho. Yeah. That's just the way it is. I'm sorry. And
1: then you get into a whole lot of Park Chan-wook.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. And then he's mixed into the top two. I mean, out of the top, what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight of the top 20 are those two. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: And like, Bong has not made a ton of movies. He's only made six movies. So like five of them are right there uh, or four of them. Mm -hmm. So I, I had to... Except that that was just the way it was going to be. Yeah. Um, that those that it would be very top heavy. Where it gets more fun is as you kind
1: of scroll and I down. I feel like almost all of those are fours or, or higher. Or yeah, and higher. I yeah, should say. Uh,
2: I don't get down. My first three and a half is probably my first three and a half is probably Yellow Sea. The the Yellow Sea Snowpiercer uh, neighborhood in, in, around the thirties. So I mean, we we just go over it real quick. The uh, I've got Parasite at
1: one and Memories at two. I actually, we should save this for the three fiftieth episode. The we'll do the top. We'll do your top fifty okay. Korean films. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, that folks, that was just a tease. Uh, I hate to give you the blue balls on that one, but <laughs> I'm just thinking that no, that's a great thing to do just to because that will give me a little bit of time to go over like what mine my opinions on all these would be because I haven't seen all of them. So. And it might give me a chance to. I still haven't seen New World. I don't believe. Oh boy. And I haven't. I know I haven't seen the Spy Gone Go North.
2: Uh, Spy Gone North. I'm. I'm. I'm confident you haven't because it's fuck. It's a motherfucker to find. Yeah. Uh, I think I. You can. You can rent it on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: fuck. I hate mean, do, doing that. Though.
2: I know. I know. I know. Uh, you can also buy it on Amazon Prime. I think you can also rent and buy it on YouTube. Um, I originally, when I, it's a fairly new movie, so... I've never bought
1: a goddamn thing on YouTube. I wouldn't even know how to fucking buy a thing on YouTube. Um, that's a
2: 2018. Uh, it was a, so uh, when we, when I watched it in 2021, it was still, it was a fairly new movie. Uh, it was, it wasn't really available anywhere. I think when I first watched it, I think I watched a bootleg version on YouTube. (laughs) Um, don't quote me on that. How do I i see that i can see it this way yeah i watched a bootleg on youtube uh when i watched it back in 2021 um hold on one second i want to see if that's robin arriving back or if one of the children has gone outside um so yeah uh, yeah so uh, in the meantime what you should do is i'll go over uh, your list
1: and note the ones that i definitely haven't seen actually can I... Uh, 13 i haven't seen whatever that is the
2: that's man saying that you will be able to find that yeah. um yeah just clone the list
0: yeah
2: you can go on my account and clone the list right yeah um, yeah so uh, so you'll want you'll i mean you definitely are going to want new world's awesome you're going to want to watch that cuz that is that's the one that is um, half the godfather half departed essentially which yeah. um it's awesome. And it's my, those are my, the, the three leads in that one are Song Kang Ho aside, those are my three favorite Korean actors. And this might be my favorite performance for all three of them. Dang. So that's another, it's, and one of them is Choi Min Seek, who is old boy and mm-hmm. a lot of other things. Uh, and this may be my favorite um, role of his. Uh, so you wouldn't
1: have seen New World. Oh, well, right now it doesn't even look like you can. Spy on Rough, you can't even... Oh, you can only purchase it on YouTube.
2: Yeah. You can't even rent it? No, you can rent it on YouTube, oh, but yeah. you can't
1: purchase it anywhere else. Oh, okay. YouTube.
2: Yeah. Um, can you rent it on Amazon Prime? Amazon Prime,
1: you can rent it for $3.99. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I will definitely do
0: that. Because
2: there's also no physical version to buy. You can buy... I think it may be available on... Maybe on DVD, but it's like 50 bucks, And it might not even have English subtitles. Because I've run into that on... Um, I love that. Yeah, because something a lot of things are available on Korean Netflix, so through a VPN you can access Korean Netflix, but the problem with that is, on Korean Netflix, not everything is subtitled. So like, I messaged you the other day because we were talking about that Concrete Utopia movie, um, which is on Korean Netflix, I can access it right now, we can watch it today if we want, <laughs> we just won't be able to understand a fucking word they're saying because there's no subtitles.
1: Man, you can watch it for free on some weird shit. On what? The History Channel Vault.
2: What? What is that? What? What even is that? Is uh, it a subscription service? Yeah. Are you still talking uh Spygon North? I'm on New World right now. Oh, okay. Uh, Viki. Oh yeah, that's that is uh, Rakuten. Yeah. yeah, that's like um, foreign voodoo.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought. So it has the same.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's on Freevee. So you can watch it Dark on Dark Matter
1: TV. Whatever the fuck Jesus. Dark Matter TV is. You watch
2: that and the fucking, your living room implodes.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> crashes in on itself. Uh, it looks like it's free with ads on on uh, YouTube. I do see it here on History Channel Vault, whatever that is. No, I will um, likely
1: just purchase that on Amazon for yeah.
2: or, $9.99 for the HD. It's also on freebie if you wanted to watch it there. Yeah. Um, but totally, totally worth it. Uh, Same guy that's in uh, one of the guys in New World, uh, Wong Bang, uh, Jung Min, is also in Spy Gone North. Uh, what else in this neighborhood would you have not seen? Man Standing Next, we talked about. I think that's pretty available. I've not um, seen
1: Masquerade or The Swordsman, although I think I own The Swordsman.
0: You am pretty do,
2: sure I own you The do Swordsman. You do own The Swordsman. The Swordsman is the one that is in my top 20 that mo- that least deserves to be there, just on, like... But I just really like it. I like that It's, it's yeah. gorgeous. It's fun to watch. Um, Masquerade, I was shocked by, because, you know, to look at it, it looks like any other... Uh, Korean period pieces. There's a lot of Korean movies that take place during the Joseon era, like, uh, you know, 1600s, 1700s. Um, They're all very serious and very dramatic. This is essentially Dave... That's and like the I, Kevin
1: Klein film, yes,
2: awesome. and I fucking loved it. That's amazing. <laughs> it is because the and it wasn't uncommon then to you know you had a, a look alike for the yeah. king uh, for when they moved around, and especially like if there were seeds of distrust in the kingdom or whatever. Yeah. So this is not giving any anything away. This is the plot of the movie. Um, the king is much like the president in Dave he has he was started out a good man but has been slowly corrupted by the process. Yeah. Uh, he is poisoned and go in, in a coma so they whisk him off to a mountain uh, palace or whatever and bring in Dave and
1: that's kind of amazing It
2: kind of it kind of tracks the same plot line. As the 1993 movie Dave, which I love. I, yeah, I it's I mean it's a dumb movie. Oh, but I, no,
1: it's it's better than people remember. Oh yeah, it course, really yes, is. Yes. I watched that a few years ago. Did you watch it recently? I was like, fuck, yeah. that's really good. It's
2: it's Dave. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I highly recommend that one. Um, the Admiral's very good. I think that's pretty available. Did you see Bittersweet Life? Yeah. I know you have it. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Age of Shadows, I know you have.
1: Three Iron, I have. Three Iron. I have a bootleg of that. Uh,
2: 1987 is a weird one to find. I think that one's one of the ones that's only available to purchase on certain thingies.
1: Give us a 4K release. Give us a Blu-ray fucking release of The Outlaws, please.
2: Uh, Yeah, that's a weird one. Because the the second one, you can get fucking anywhere. Uh, The second one that's not nearly as good. Uh, Kingdom is a... Prequel. That's on Netflix. That's a prequel to the uh, Netflix show. Yeah, and it's fucking awesome. Um,
1: yeah, I watched some of the Netflix show. Oh, did you? Yeah,
2: I've never watched a show. I just watched. The I movie. watched like
1: two episodes. It yeah. was pretty good.
2: Yeah. Um, Yellow Sea. I know you'll really like Yellow Sea. That's from the same guy that made. Um, yeah, the Whaling and the Chaser and all that. Uh, so really light stuff.
1: Yeah. Shit that you come out of feeling very happy. Yeah.
2: So yeah, definitely go through my list, and I, and I would I would recommend taking a look at everything that's a 3.5 or better, that I have rated 3.5 or better, and, and finding
1: as many of those as you can. That is an odd rental price. What? The Yellow Sea, if you rent the HD on Amazon, it is $4.29. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what the fuck, Amazon? <laughs> is that... I think
2: the... I think the base uh, Voodoo price for Yellow Sea is seven ninety nine to buy it. So, just FYI, because I think that's uh, no, it's twelve ninety nine now. Oh, that
1: sucks. Yeah, for just the HD. Oh, and the yeah, the HD and the SD are both twelve ninety
2: nine. Oh, I bet that four twenty nine is just three ninety nine with tax. It might be because like they're all three. It's showing three ninety nine on all the rentals. Uh, but yeah, you you'll like that one. You'll. I think you'll like I that have to check a though to
1: make sure because many of these I have purchased in the past and then yeah. just never got around oh, yeah. to watching. Yeah. So I have to go through and be like, do I already own these somewhere?
2: Uh, Fortress is really good. That's on Netflix. The Villainous, I know you own. Mm-hmm. Uh, saw,
1: I might have seen that one.
2: Veteran is good. That one's on Netflix. Yeah, that... your, your
1: bottom 50, your bottom like 10 is definitely some that are a lot less familiar to me.
2: Yeah, and you don't want to watch any of this shit. Hmm. You've seen Secret Reunion; that was my least favorite one. Uh, yeah, that one sucks. I just watched Emergency Declaration; that wasn't that great. Ashfall wasn't that great, but yeah. A- anyway, uh, so we'll save all this for three hundred and fifty. Maybe we'll even make next our next one. Uh, we'll skip three hundred and forty-nine and make that because <laughs> <laughs> that's the way we'll we roll. Just it we later. just fucking make up numbers. Oh, uh, I do own the Yellow Sea. Nice.
1: I own it. Nice.
2: Uh, on Voodoo. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. So that uh, that'll be fun. We'll do that. Uh, Cause by then I will have certainly at hopefully. Well, yeah. Certainly at that point my my uh, my ranked list will be up to at least seventy five, a nice round number. Um, but maybe I'll ooh. Maybe I'll get it to a point where for three fifty, I will get it to a point where there's a solid top fifty, and we'll just say fuck the bottom twenty five or so. 'Cause really at about fifty is where they where I stop wanting to rewatch them. Yeah. Cause I'll probably never watch the Roundup again. I'll probably never watch Midnight Runners
1: again. Uh, I'll probably watch the Roundup because I like Don Lee. Yeah. I'd totally watch like I'd spend a day watching Don Lee.
2: Alright, so let's go over then to uh what is it, the fourteenth? Holy shit, I guess I've watched quite a bit since then. Yeah, you have. Uh, I watched RoboCop. Yep. I haven't seen RoboCop in a very long time. I'd kind of forgotten <laughs> a lot of it. Like, a lot of it. I'd forgotten the whole kind of uh, uh, boardroom aspect of it, yeah. I guess. Um, that whole... I mean, it, it is the plot of the movie, I guess. Uh, but it, it was it was RoboCop. I then watched the 4K Raid. Uh, glorious, yeah,
1: glorious, Ugh. and that. I know I want to pick it up, but I want to see what Umbrella is putting out before I do.
2: Oh, I yeah. want to see. Is what's that going to be a 4
1: I don't know.
2: Yeah, because um, I
1: mean, legit. Umbrella just put out like a fifty dollars Blu-ray of fucking Masters of the Universe <laughs> that looks fucking amazing, <laughs> and it's like it comes with like when they do fucking really good special editions, they do really good fucking special editions because they include like. I ended up getting the fucking Super Mario's one that had, like, the four scripts. A script Ooh. with four scripts and a 400-page book included. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm like, I can't believe I'm dropping, like, $60 on a Mario Super Brothers. Mario Brothers. <laughs> but I love the fact that it comes with, like, the first, like, four different scripts. And they're, like, <laughs> apparently wildly different. Oh, I bet. So it's, like, you know, kind of... It'll be cool to see the evolution of how that film became what it is. Yeah. Um, and then you know they're doing that Wait, fucking Masters of the Universe and Tank Girl. So it's like Tank Girl. What are they going to do with the raid? Is it like yeah. is it going to be like cuz there are other editions they've done. We've picked up a couple of them, like we've picked up the like the $30 edition, not the $70 right. edition. Right. And those have been good. But it's like I really want to see what they're including for the raid cuz who knows what it could be.
2: Well, so a couple of interesting things about it. One, uh I have always uh, watched the, the the unrated version that's on Vudu. It's like two minutes longer than the standard version. So the, the 4K one is the standard version. I have no idea what those extra two minutes are.
1: More running. A couple more kicks.
2: Maybe. I don't know. I have no idea. I'd be interested. I, I should look it up at some point and find out what it was. Um, the other thing, and I talked to you about this, when I was looking at reviews of the 4K, there were a couple, a couple of the top reviews were like... Uh, so the the score there's an there are two scores for this movie. There's the original score, and then uh, Lincoln Parks Mike Shinoda did a score, mm-hmm. and the people on the the in the reviews were like, "Don't listen to the Mike Shinoda score. It's fucking awful." It's the, and I don't really I don't dislike Lincoln Park, but it doesn't belong in the raid and blah blah blah, and so I. I you know, with that in mind, I watched the movie, and it's just, I mean, I've seen The Raid like five times or whatever, and it was the same as it always seemed to be. I get to the end, and I had completely, by the way, completely forgotten about this whole score disparity. Yeah. Got to the end of it, and was like, oh yeah, I forgot about this whole score thing, so I want, I, I want to go find the the Mike Shinoda version and just, you know, watch a scene with that and see it, mm-hmm. if it's any different. I've been watching the Mike Shinoda score which means, the whole fucking time. Which means probably I have as well. Yes.
1: And it didn't seem out of place.
2: No. <laughs> so, like, I... Is it just people being wanks? Yeah, I guess. But also, I'm like, maybe I just fucking don't... Maybe I'm just not cool or something. Because that's the way... I, I, I'm 99% sure that's the only version yeah, I've ever that, seen. That
1: score has... N- it's never really super stood out for me and it's never seemed out of place no so if it blends into the film well it's doing its job right (laughs) i I,
2: so i i actually i played the uh just a little bit of the um uh the drug lab scene Mm -hmm. and where they go in where they're mixing the drugs and whatnot and kick the piss out of people for like 15 Mm -hmm. minutes uh with the original score and it was like yeah okay, it was just it it was less Lincoln Park, more Rocky, I guess. Mm-hmm. Not Rocky the movie, but rock like. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm uncultured, but the fucking yeah. Mike Chinota score's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 and plus, we ain't there for the score.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, no one is watching the movie going, oh, wait, wait, wait for the movement that's coming yeah. up.
2: <laughs> There's going to be now, a reprise of the central theme. Right, right. <laughs> did you pick up on that? Uh, did you pick up on that when he jammed the broken fluorescent light bulb into his throat and fucking cranked it over across the front of his neck? That was the same beat
1: <laughs> from when earlier he shoved some a pool a stick, stick into or, a guy's head or right, something. Right, right. Uh, so... I gotta rewatch part two. I haven't seen part two in ages. As well. I haven't either,
2: and I was semi waiting for to I'm, hear. Yeah, I'm
1: surprised they didn't put out part to two hear a
2: release. Uh, like uh, it yeah, seems
1: like a smart box set idea.
2: And uh, so, like, part of me is like, should I just watch two again or wait and maybe it'll come out later in the year, a 4K version or whatever? So then I was looking at it, and I had just kind of completely forgot about this because I've seen the raid more than I have two because yeah, I I actually prefer it. Yeah. Um, I very much like. Two, yeah. uh, it is still a five for me, but I I really like one. Um, two is fucking long.
1: Yeah, it's like two and a half hours. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. Um, well, again, it's I think I used this comparison the first time we did. It's the Godfather and the Godfather Two for me. Yeah, the Godfather Two is a brilliant fucking movie. But if yeah. you give me the choice every time, I'm watching the Godfather. Probably it, a it better works movie. For me better. Yeah,
2: probably a better movie. Yeah. Um, no, that's a good. Hmm. <laughs> it's, yeah. that's a great comparison the raid and the godfather. Hey. But yeah, no, you're right. It is. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I will end up just rewatching it soon cuz I I just every time I watch it you're just like, "Man, I fucking love this. I just love every minute of it." Oh yeah, like
1: I'm like right now I'm thinking about like, man, I got to rewatch in part 2 that fucking Prison mud fight. Yes, God, that's awesome. Yeah.
2: <laughs> starting in the bathroom, st- or, or, or the, in the bathroom stall. Yeah. One, everything that, the, that the, takes the, place the in the, the kitchen fight. Yeah, like oh, it's terrific. I was watching a, uh, I don't know if it was like Watch Mojo Mo- 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 or Screen Rant or one of those ones where they do top ten whatever's, mm-hmm. uh, and it was top ten movie fights, and I was, and you know, just just looking at the title, I was like, fucking better be a raid. Uh, reference in there. There were two. Yeah, of was there like, were. yes. <laughs> Good list, my friend. Yeah. Um. They only took one from each movie, but they took the uh, Mad Dog Andy and Rama fight from the first yeah. one, which ended with the, uh, the the fluorescent light bulb, and then the kitchen
1: fight yeah.
2: um, <clears throat> from two.
1: Fine with both those choices. I
2: mean, you could really just take ten. I mean, scenes yeah, you can take from, like, the
1: initial hallway fight from yeah. the first one. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, you could take you so take many.
2: the hammer fight from the second one. Oh. Um. Great fucking movies. Uh still so not mad, but they're, just, they're not gonna make any more. Because it is kind of funny that like these movies and Gareth Evans, like, no, I think we've told the complete raid story. Like, no, you haven't, motherfucker. There's more. Yep. There are more There's brains. To right? <laughs> there are more skulls to shatter. Right. There are more skulls to shatter. Um I did learn though that uh Eco UI was not an actor no before the, they did He's make him movie before a the raid. pop
1: star, knowing Korea.
2: no he was a it was dishwasher, really or something he was washing dishes when he but he was you know he had obviously been training all his life but whatever yeah um after that, I watched the the park Chan wook short uh night fishing it's on Voodoo for four bucks if you want to buy it mm-hmm. uh it's awesome, of course it is. um it's really good I enjoyed it uh, it's like thirty one minutes long mm-hmm. um it is a good thing to watch right before you watch The Wailing because there's like some shamanism in it and stuff mm-hmm. like that so it's kind of a, a good little uh, before you really dive into the shit of The Wailing um, <laughs> which I also just re the 4K of holy fuck that movie's awesome
1: it's funny because uh, Nathan from Video Monsters is about halfway through watching The Wailing oh really and finally he, and he's like oh my god we gotta fucking talk about this movie I'm like I fucking we told, told you, you so
2: we told you that a year ago I tried to
1: have you do that <laughs> So I just, I just put Korean films back into another like, oh, you did? another thing that we're doing right now to figure out what we're going to do for themes this year. So did
2: he have to take a break halfway through, Is that or was it just like... Yeah,
1: I have probably a little bit of oh Yeah. Um, I'm like, and he's like, oh my god, she's so fucking weird. I'm like, dude, yeah. you haven't even gotten uh, weird yet.
2: Wait till you see the last 30 minutes. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll just jump ahead to that real quick, because that also recently came out in 4K. Uh, obviously looks fucking awesome. I bet,
1: like, the, the village scenes look fucking they phenomenal. Ju- the
2: the blues of the rainy, shitty weather look so good. Um, so good. And that movie is just... Every time I... Okay, so I've seen it twice now, and I've read a lot about it, because it's the type of thing that you do not catch everything the oh, first God, time. No. There's just no way um, that you understand all the ins and outs. I still don't think I really do, but um, watching it the second time, you pick up a lot more... Uh, Or I picked up a lot more. Plus, I mean, I had read a lot uh, going in. Um, But, yeah, I I just can't... I can't say enough. Because, you know, I don't like those types of movies. I don't like movies that make you feel that way. But when they're done really, really well, Mm -hmm. um, I'm all in. Um, It's just magnificent, (laughs) but dreary. Holy fuck.
1: you don't come out of that feeling good.
2: (laughs) Yeah. um, And the... God bless the Koreans. They are not afraid to, uh... I know you want to end this... I know you are hoping this movie ends on a high note. Guess what? Yeah. <laughs> it not ain't. <laughs>
0: not even close. Uh,
2: and that's a lot of them yeah. uh, are that way. Uh, I then watched uh, Parasite. Par- uh, I mean, we... Yeah, it's no fucking one, Parasite. No one wants to hear me talk more one about One of those films of the 21st century. Yeah. Uh, I then watched The Child, which is a 2023 movie made by the uh, same dude that, uh... Made New World and The Witch mm-hmm. and The Witch Part Two, along with The Tiger, another movie that I watched. Um, I still haven't seen Night in Paradise. I guess that's pretty good. Uh, the Child's okay; it's fine. Um, it was.
1: Um, I still haven't watched Witch Part Two.
2: I haven't either. Like, I guess it's I've, not. I've got it. I guess I do too. I, I guess it's not very good. Yeah. Um, and I remember the first one, really enjoying it, but it took a really long time to get going. I, and I don't know if you still remember. Took
1: a whole lot to be going is happening yeah
2: cause like the entire first half of the movie is uh basically American Idol in Korea yeah like well, what are we doing here where's the blood yeah um and is then the,
1: I was told there was a witch yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> I, I pressed play expecting some witches um the blood arrives in the second half yes, uh there's more than enough uh to make up for yep. the the, yeah, that, uh, the k-pop beginning last
1: half hour is something
2: pretty bloody um And uh, Ki Woo from Parasite is in that, right? right. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, Uh, This just has me thinking too, because it's like I remember I bought The Witch on DVD at Walmart. I mean, The Witch Two on DVD at Walmart, like right after it came out. And I mean, we've already broached the subject, but their fucking United the United States distribution of Korean films is so fucking weird. Yeah, it is. Like, oh, here's some stuff in 4K that just came out a few years ago. Wait. You're not going to get the sequel to that. You're not going to get the first Outlaw. Yeah. But yeah, here we'll give you the rundown everywhere. Yeah,
2: we talked. Well, you and I talked about it the other day about uh, two very recent movies, um, Concrete Utopia and Badland Hunters. Yeah. Which I think they're not like. It's not like a direct sequel, but it's like in. I think it's in the same universe as. uh, It's. uh, They're both. It's
1: it's Cloverfield films type things where. Ah yeah yeah that's fair in the same universe but they're not with the same characters an 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 apocalyptic
2: style. Global earthquake has happened, Uh, so we're kind of post-apocalypse after a major um, uh, earthquake, and these two movies maybe are not related character-wise, but are sparked by the same event. Um, So anyway, so Concrete Utopia is unavailable anywhere. Uh, Meanwhile, Badland Hunters, the second one, is on Netflix right now.
1: Yeah, and again, (laughs) Netflix puts out a ton of these, but not all. It, It just seems like there should be, like, I mean, like Arrow Video or 88 Films, which does a lot of, like, 80s kung fu and, you know, okay, type yeah. of films. Why isn't one of these, like, boutique labels said, you know what? We're just going to distribute. We're going to find a way to distribute all of these. Yeah. I feel like there would be money to be ma- There's money to be made in that. Yeah. Yeah. Because so many, like you said, The Burning, I've only got on DVD. Again, think I bought it, like...
2: You can get a Blu-ray
1: of that. Can you now? Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, I just have it on Vudu, but yeah, his stuff in particular though is kind of tough. Yeah. Um. Uh. We're talking uh, Lee Chang Dong. Is yeah. Right. Um,
1: yeah. So I've got a three, a box set of three of the films. Oh, coming. did you get it? It's coming eventually from Umbrella.
2: And that's Oasis.
1: Uh, Peppermint Candy and one other one. Home or something maybe. Yeah. Um. Something. But yeah, that that should be coming <coughs> next month, I think. Because I remember back in
2: when you know when we were doing this a couple of years ago, um, we both really like burning, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, and he's he's got a lot of good movies. Um, they're not typically the style that that I would be immediately drawn to, but you know I'm going to watch them anyway. Uh, and uh, I think his highest rated film is uh, called Secret Sunshine, and it was not available anywhere. Now it's fucking everywhere. It's on oh, Tubi right now. Oh, it's that's Criterion. So oh, that's on, right. It's, it's, a, a, it's, a, it's a criterion. On, that's, that's right. That's yeah, right. But it's, have that. <laughs> it is. It is also on Tubi now. Yeah. Uh, so it is. That's more available. Um, so the one I watched the other that this uh, called the Child. Um, one of the fun things about uh, watching these Korean movies is you learn about things that are commonplace or common knowledge in Korea that you just didn't know. Um, do you know what a copino is? A copino is a Filipino, Korean, uh, someone who is Filipino and Korean. And it, it is a somewhat derogatory I mean, term. I
1: feel like that's a slang. A it sl- is. A slur slang, yeah.
2: Because uh, what it is, I guess, is, and there's a lot of them, uh, Korean businessmen go to the Philippines Knock up a Filipino hooker and go back to Korea, so the resulting child is called a co- is considered copino, and they don't really fit in with either no, culture. I was
1: gonna say, I bet they're just like kind of shunned from everywhere, right?
2: So uh, this is about a uh, a copino, a young man who is uh, like in his twenties, as a boxer and uh his father he doesn't know his father obviously because he was a wealthy turns out he was a wealthy uh korean businessman um and all of a sudden that he gets word that the father wants to meet him and it turns out you know he's sick and he needs kidney or something Something. right i don't want to get too i don't want to spoil what it all turns out to be but uh well worth watching good time um I'll t- I'll talk about where it's ranked in my list when we do it on in episode 350. Uh talked about New World. I re- sorry, rewatched New World. Awesome. Bumped it up to a five. Uh Masquerade, I told you about. Age of Shadows, I watched again. Uh Frontline is a war movie. Wailing, we talked about. Um this other one, another part of the the fun of the watching Korean movies is Kind of what we're doing right now is finding them. Yeah. That's part of the fun. So there are a bunch of them that are never available on streaming. Streaming, They're not available uh, on Blu-ray, but are somewhat recent movies. So uh, one of which was this one, No Mercy, which is only available on DVD. So I ordered it. Um, and it starts out, I was a little kind of disappointed that I had, you know... Because I, I did some research looking for it and trying to get different versions of it and seeing what my best options were, because it wasn't going to stream anywhere. But I'd heard it was really good. Um, it starts out, and I felt like it was just uh, CSI Korea at the hmm. beginning. It felt very much just like a like a it felt like a, a procedural pilot. And I was like, man, this I don't know about this. But once it starts getting into the second half, you're like, oh, there's the fucked up stuff. Mm-hmm. Now we're doing it. Um, and again, I won't give away how that ends, but fucking A. It's pretty dark uh, by the time you get to the end. Um, but that's what that... And then uh, the host I watched the other day. Uh, so that catches me up on the, uh, the Korean stuff that I've watched so far. I told you uh, a couple weeks ago that part of the reason I had watched so many in a row was because I was trying to get, and you can only do this at the beginning of the year, unless you keep going, Um, it is now for 2024, oops, that's my all time. If I go to my 2024 stats and go down and look at my uh, countries and languages, South Korea is uh, ahead of the USA as far as number of watches. Nice. So that's a nice screenshot to take, because yeah. it's impossible to keep that up for you. Yeah, year. Yeah, no, you can't
1: do that <coughs> an entire year without actually,
2: um, you know... Yeah, without only watching, <laughs> really. Without uh, living
1: in South Korea. Right. So, you know, that would be very hard.
2: Um, so the non-Korean movies I have watched since then, uh, quickly... Colin and I watched Glory. I probably hadn't seen Glory in 20 years. Um... It looked really good. I, a, I haven't there,
1: seen that in fucking
2: forever. There's, there's a 4K version. Um, it looks really good. Um, and it's still, you know, just as... It's what you remember. It's glory. Uh, Colin liked it. Colin sat through the whole thing. I watched Leave the World Behind, which you watched a few weeks ago. Yeah, which
1: I think I probably gave it right around the same score that you did. It didn't, it's a waste. It's a waste. Yeah, it, it is a waste. <coughs> it
2: felt like it was the first draft of the script, and yeah. they they needed another pass or two. Yeah, because
1: again, there's some super cool shit in it. Yes, and like, like I loved Julia Roberts in this. Yeah, I kind of like her as a slightly racist bitch. Yeah, I kind of like her as that.
2: They're all, but I did feel that sometimes. You could, you could see that she was like. I'm not sure where this is going, or like I'm not mm. sure. <laughs> this is this is me assuming an awful lot. She kind of looked like she hadn't gotten quite enough direction, and she was trying a couple different
1: things. Like, is this one, is this what you want me to do? Yeah. Is this how you want me to you know? Yeah, because the radio director is, uh, scene? is Sam Ishmail, the guy yeah. behind um, Euphoria. Okay, yeah. Who, <laughs> based right. on every interview I've ever heard about him, seems like a bit of a dick yeah like from whatever euphoria is good but it's also shocking it's got young people doing shocking things and that's where a lot of it comes from
2: that's the appeal that is the appeal uh we talked about it a couple weeks ago that that at our age whenever we see like a a hot young model uh actor or actress and we have no idea who it is our immediate assumption is must be on euphoria yeah and exactly. most of the time, World it turns white. out to be true. Yeah. Like that dude that did the uh, did SNL a couple weeks ago. I was like, "Who the fuck is that?" Look him up. No, oh, he was on Euphoria. Yeah.
1: Um, but his prior <laughs> film, I saw. Too, I can't, I'm forgetting the name of it now. It was the one with uh, John David Washington and um, Zendaya, where they play like a couple fighting. It was made oh, during the pandemic. Oh, that was and, him? and again, and
2: it's just that those two,
1: right? Yeah. And again, it's a decent enough. Maybe he only wrote it? Maybe. Huh. Okay, now I'm confused. Me too. I'm like 100% thinking that was the right one. Do you remember what the name of that movie is? No. (laughs) I don't either. (laughs) I mean, John David Washington hasn't been in too many things. Let's do that then.
2: Uh, I think he's actually just going by John Washington now, which is, I'm not sure, a good idea. I don't know.
1: Uh, let's see. Malcolm, Malcolm Marie. and Murray. Sam Levinson. It oh, it's.
2: Different person entirely?
1: I don't know. No, okay, so. Oh, s-
2: but also involved in Euphoria. Okay, so Sam okay. is
1: also involved in okay, Euphoria. so. It's let's probably... double check to make sure Sam Ishmael is involved in Euphoria. No, I think he is. Let's just assume. Now we need Uh. To know. Oh know. no, he is Mr. Robot. Oh. Okay. In any event Okay, uh, well then actually I'm even more disappointed in him. <laughs> <laughs> As we got our Although, Sam's from, what mixed I've heard, up. from what I've heard, Mr. Robot falls apart significantly towards the last season. Yeah,
2: that i I went through season uh, two seasons and stopped because I heard yeah. that's what you that's the way you gotta play it.
1: Yeah. Um but again, it's great actors. A, an interesting story. It's not a uh, you know. It's not a, a unique story. It's like you right. know, fucking some crazy shits happening. Yeah, people are speaking of Cloverfield. Cause, cause, yeah, people are panicking. Yeah, um, but the look, we talked about the fucking camera work in this film. Oh, drives me oh. insane. It's like you are not Gasper, no, dude. Yeah. You cannot do these giant sweeping twisty turny shots, the
2: spins, and
1: when you're just when it's like oh, it's two people sitting having a, having yeah. a conversation. Yeah. And it's not like you're, a disoriented conversation. Yeah,
2: your camera work is not doesn't mean anything right now. Yeah, you're just yeah, doing. You're
1: it. just like, hey, we we got a crane for this shot. Well, let's, and like
2: what I said it. to you, a, a lot of the outside stuff, I was like, we get it, dude. You rented a drone. Yeah. Like, fucking a. Yeah. Stop.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> um, 100%. Yeah, it it was very distracting. Yeah. Uh, and I wondered if that would have, if it had been, not to sound boring, shot more traditionally. If I would have liked it more. I think I would have. Because then you wouldn't be distracted by, why the fuck is he spinning? Yeah, because, like, uh, dude, you just
1: put me in a bad mood.
2: Like, <laughs> yeah, literally, I'm, that camera angle I'm, put me in a bad mood. I'm mad at you now. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, several times during the, while we were watching it, I just looked over at Robin. I was like, what the fuck is he
1: doing? What are they what are he doing? Yeah. What is this? And, um, <coughs> complete waste of Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Only having him in that, like, pretty much one scene. Yeah. Um, he's good in it because he's Sam. He's fucking, you know, fucking Kevin Bacon. Yeah. But.
2: It's where a lot of people learn that Kevin Bacon and Ethan Hawke are not the same person.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so that helps. Ethan Hawke, also good. Yeah. Seems like he's playing Ethan Hawke a little bit. Cause I, mm. I, I feel like he would be that kind of casual dude in that instance.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Although, to be fair, so would Kevin Bacon.
1: So, yeah, it, it's it's got the bones of a really good film, not executed super well, which, I mean, looking at it here, he hasn't directed a whole lot of films. Mockingbird. Which looks like a terrible fucking horror film.
2: Clown. I have not seen it's it. It's a clown movie, 2.3. Yep. Oh, he just wrote it. Okay. I'm still on writer credits. Let's so so see director credits. Uh, not Comet. Much, not much Comet. more. What is
1: Comet? Is that Justin Long? Uh, it is is it really yeah
2: it's Justin Long and Emmy are awesome Um, uh, three and a half it's apparently fine Um, Eric wants to watch it it's on his watch list Hmm. so maybe that looks
1: okay but again
2: that was ten years ago too so this is the first thing he's directed since in a decade
1: Mr. Robot really Uh,
2: yeah first first movie in a decade Um, when did Mr. Robot end how many seasons of Mr. Robot were there He's
1: four. I, I actually think. don't care. Yeah.
2: Uh, was that a USA show?
1: Yes. Uh, so, uh, leave the world behind. Um,
2: yeah, could have been better.
1: Could have been better. Um, it's, you know, if you want to watch a very, as our kids would say, mid. Yeah. You know, pass night on a Netflix. And go ahead. It's not bad. It, it, and well, it, it's the
2: the problem is Way is that more fucking
1: deer than you or elk or whatever the fuck those were than you need.
2: <laughs> Certainly more than you were expecting. Yeah. Um, I, I think its problem is this just kind of dawned on me. It pisses off both kinds of both ends of the movie watching mm-hmm. spectrum. It bothers people like you and I who watch a shitload of movies because of the camera shit and the kind of half-baked script and
1: oh like you know the fact that a jetliner crashed not too far away and you never heard it
2: yeah yeah uh, yeah. (laughs) like a
1: giant fucking jetliner crashes and you never heard to the point when you show up at that house and you still don't hear it yeah burning in the past right you know
2: um so it, it it Offends people like us who watch a shitload of movies and it pisses off people who, uh, um, oh, what were we using for an example the last week when we were, oh, it was uh, Saltburn the, for the people that watch three movies a year. Um, it pisses those people off because it doesn't have. A conclusion, really. Yeah. It doesn't have a. You don't find out exactly what happens. Mm-hmm. It doesn't wrap up nicely at the end, which is fine for you and I. We watch a shitload of movies. Mm-hmm. That stuff, you know that yeah. there are some very good movies that are like that. A large portion of the movie watching public wants a
1: completed story.
2: Yeah. Uh, so something like this, you're like, what the fuck? Which part? When is uh, leave the world behind two? Yeah. Um So uh, I think that's maybe a problem for this movie too. Is that it? it kind of pisses off everyone.
1: Yeah, because it doesn't feel like it was made for a sequel.
2: No, no.
1: But it doesn't answer in like.
2: Although to be fair, neither did a quiet place, but that was a much better movie. Yes, um, yes, I agree. I, I wonder if this had been how did, how was this received by by
1: pretty much how we're receiving it. Yeah, everyone's like. I mean,
2: the average score on Letterbox is two point nine, but Letterboxd is not the. Although yeah. I'm feeling more that Letterbox is.
1: Letterboxd for me is way more accurate than any other system. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Hundred
2: percent. But I think it's I think it's starting to get more things are starting to lean more populist Mm -hmm. on Letterboxd as it grows because it's now like eight million users or something. Yeah. Um. So it's not not to be a dick, just us anymore.
1: Yeah. It's not just the cinephiles. Yeah.
2: So. um, Yeah. So I I have kind of noticed that, but I was wondering how just like general. Yeah.
1: Uh, Twitter talked about, about it for like two days. Yeah, the, yeah. So because again, it's Netflix. It comes out, everyone watches it the first week, and then it's completely fucking you, forgotten. Yeah,
2: you never trying. think about it again. Um, yeah, I was wondering like how the, wh- to the was, point. Was, what's where the... I'm
1: confusing Sam Ismail and the other dude whose name I've already forgotten.
2: Levin Levinson Levinson. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I was just curious what the like the, the the water cooler talk was around this movie was.
1: I think it was. It's all right.
2: Yeah. And it, so it, Netflix is driven by number of views, and obviously. Uh, so I, I can't imagine. Even if there were a. Because, like, with A Quiet Place, there wasn't supposed to be a sequel, but it fucking made a shitload of money. Had no budget. So they're like, yeah, I keep making them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't see that happening here. No. Um. What else that? That was the last. <laughs> Leave the World Behind was the last ling- English language movie that I watched. And <laughs> um, on a high note, I guess. Yeah. Not going to watch another one the rest of the year. Uh, so you have watched more than you originally thought yeah. uh, since we last talked. Yeah. Um,
1: I've been trying to make a lot of money off, <laughs> like, make the most use of my Criterion account.
2: I thought we talked about. Did we just talk about the swimmer and you hadn't rewatched it yet? We must have
1: talked. No, we must have talked about it at school or something.
2: Okay, because we've we talked about the swimmer. Yeah. Even if just yeah, even if it was just yeah, uh, if, briefly. If we did
1: talk about last episode, sorry. It's a film based on the John Cheever short story about a man in suburbia who, while essentially in the throes of a wild nervous breakdown, decides to swim his way home through his neighbors' backyards. Right, and it goes, I mean, it's very allegorical very eloquent. lots of lots of metaphor, yeah, um there you know where is he's it as
2: metaphorical starts, as the scholar stone in parasite
1: <laughs> <laughs> where he starts like he's swimming through posh neighborhood pools where everyone loves him, and then towards like the last few pools are like public pools where everyone fucking hates him, so you find out he wasn't like the nicest guy, and everybody didn't always love him, and his wife left him and took the kids. But he's lost in his own fucking fantasy of what he does it,
2: is. Is it all, like, in one day? Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. it's all one day. It starts out in the morning, it ends at night, uh, with him arriving at his home, which has been long abandoned. Um, so, yeah, you don't know what, what, what happened immediately. Before this, you... This is that type of film where it doesn't wrap up neatly, because you're like, yeah. oh, well then where did he come from and where does he live now? What the hell is that? Where are his kids? Uh, we should
2: point out this is nineteen sixty eight. uh yeah. Burt Lancaster. This is not a recent film. No, no, no. This is a very. Old, this
1: is an old film. Um, just recently appeared on the Criterion Channel, so it's been popping up in a lot of film conversation. Yeah, I didn't know it existed as a film. I'm kind of mad that it doesn't have like a Criterion
2: release. <laughs> you were familiar with the? a short story. Yeah, yeah I've read the short story? I read the
1: yeah. short story for one of my English classes. In my, you know, back in college. Yeah. um, but it, it's a really, really good like, treaties on the end of the studio system for Hollywood because, yeah, like, you know, Burt Lancaster was a studio star. Right. You know, he was big Hollywood. Uh, And now that the 70s are coming, he's kind of disappearing. Yeah. Along with a lot of other people from his era. Because studios are dying. They're all dying, and it's all young guns like the Coppolas and the De Palmas and everybody.
2: We talked uh, a lot last year about... um this right around this time, sixty-seven, sixty-eight, um, when what you're talking about is happening, and also movies could be rated R. Yep. Uh, like starting with Bonnie and Clyde in yep. sixty-seven. Yeah, I think Bonnie and Clyde
1: was right around this time. Um, so well, there wasn't sixty-seven or sixty-eight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you got Midnight Cowboy winning the best picture with in I think sixty-nine. Yeah. With an X rating. You know. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. First one to ever win with an X rating. Um, it's definitely not an X-rated film, no, now, by any sense, no. any standard.
2: What do you like? See balls or yeah, something? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you see a dick,
1: so therefore, oh, we got to keep this away from the viewing public.
2: Um, yeah, so uh, so uh, a lot of it, it's it's interesting to watch because, like, my big the big Stark um, cut line that we ta- that I talked about with you last year was the it's nineteen sixty six Paul Newman movie called Harper. Mm-hmm. Which, in 1966, was like this hard-boiled detective thing. But it looks like a sunny procedural compared Mm -hmm. to the stuff that came out just like two years later. Uh, It's just a really very bright, very uh, uh, clear line um, between... Those ones, and then getting into like the later sixties, uh, into and then certainly into the seventies when you get like comparing something like Harper to like Taxi Driver or something yeah. is like how how did these even come out of the same system mm-hmm. um, within a five okay. year, span? year span? When did Taxi Driver come out? Seventy four. Okay, five. I guess I thought that was seventy one, but anyway, uh, no, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> um after that you watch Kiss Kiss Bang Bang I haven't seen that I, didn't, I haven't watched that in a couple of years yeah I hadn't either I, I, was so, I, <laughs> I have it oh, I haven't
1: marked it as a rewatch but I didn't do that um, I fucking love that movie that's Shane Black right yeah, oh yeah. yeah Shane Black this is you know the beginning of the Robert Downey Jr. comeback um,
2: this was the comeback right Th- did he get Iron Man kind of off this yeah Yeah. Uh, this was
1: 2005 um, yeah fucking Val Ki- it's, it, it's. I mean it's a It's a very self-aware detective story. Um, You know, it's making jokes at its own structure and its own format and everything that happens in film noir. Um,
2: Just looking at her now, we did not get enough Michelle Monaghan.
1: No, it's actually funny because Andrea and I talked about that the other night because she had never watched True Detective. And it's part of the reason I haven't watched a lot of movies this past week is she had never seen True Detective. Okay, We watched the first season. And it's just like... She is so fucking good in that show. Does she
2: get the the smoking meme now? The the, the McConaughey smoking meme. Yeah. Um,
1: uh, yeah, Michelle Monaghan is so. She was so great in this. She was so great in Gone Baby Gone. Yeah. Like I'm I'm so pissed that Gone Baby Gone is not a four film series.
2: I mean, I'm, it's it still could be. It could I mean,
1: because it's a five book series. You know, uh, more. Yeah. I think and, I think there's more. Yeah. Yeah. There's like at least six or seven now. Yeah. yeah I forgot they.
2: There are a couple recent yeah. ones. Um. Um. I've bought them all, but yeah. I've only really read, like, two of them.
1: They're this, you know, could have been more. Yeah. I, I need more Robert Downey Jr. and Gabe Perry, you know. What a, What
2: about... Yeah, so, like, you've got this, you've got uh, the... Is it Gennaro and Kenzie, right? Yeah, his last name. Kenzie and Gennaro. Yeah. Uh, you've got the Kenzie and Gennaro series, uh, you've got this, you've got Nice Guys. What the fuck is Hollywood's problem here?
1: Yeah. Because those with are all films. Well, not now. You can't make this one a low budget now because it's fucking Robert Downey Jr. Sure, but you know you could But you get you
2: would get more eyeballs on it though, so yeah. it would be kind of worth it. Yeah. What is what is fucking wrong with, with? I don't know. I mean, this is. Are we the only ones that love these? We, no. we can't be. No. I feel like I see. Uh, I mean, I'm happily a, nice guys pops up on Twitter a lot, like yeah, it's people who are wires. There's a 3.8, which
1: yeah. is a high score on Letterboxd. Yes. I, I bet Gone Baby Gone is probably right around the same score. Oh, yeah. You know, Nice Guys. Don, Gone
2: Baby Gone might be higher. Uh, wow, it's right fur- up the, It's further down in her... Uh, 3.7. 3.7, I would have expected higher. And I bet
1: if you look at the Nice Guys, it's probably also right around the same score. Yeah. Uh, so these are well-received films that don't cost a lot to make. 3.8 8. yeah I've why it... aren't there more of
2: these <laughs> have I only watched it once since we started logging I guess so I watched it in 2022 have I even
1: watched it since the podcast
2: <sighs> well you may have watched it since the podcast but we started tracking in 2019 yeah. yeah so I haven't watched uh, it so you haven't watched, watched it in at least four years fucking years yeah
1: Jesus I gotta re-watch that
2: I watched it on in, uh, Robin's birthday nice two years ago I'll have to add that to the rewatch list too because that, that movie is fun every single time. Yeah.
1: And the same same with Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah,
2: Maybe I, I will do a double feature. Maybe that will be my reintroduction back into English uh, language. I wouldn't even be able to understand it, Dan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I'll watch Nice Guys and uh, Kiss Kiss Bang
1: Bang again. Yeah, it's a great double feature. Come on, Shane Black. Go back to making that shit.
2: What is it what is he doing now? I like what's don't his, know what what's he's his on at this moment. What's his
1: deal? Has he done I don't know if he's even done anything since Predators.
2: That sucked, right? That
1: sucked bad.
2: Yeah. Is that the that but that's not the Adrian Brody one.
1: No, that was That was No, wait, this one was the Predator. Adrian Brody was Predators.
2: And that one's not bad. No,
1: that one was fun. I liked that. The Predator was garbage. Absolute garbage. So he hasn't done. That shit. was
2: 2018. He hasn't done anything since. Has he written since then?
1: Nope. Has he just went and gone and done disappeared again? Wait, is uh?
2: No, he's not Yellowstone. Who does Yellowstone? Uh, Tyler Sheridan. Yeah. Um. So is yeah? Is he doing a TV
1: show? Does he? I don't think he is. Come on, Shane Black. What's your fucking problem? Yeah. I mean, he disappeared for like ten years once already. Yeah. Like, do you really want to do it yeah. again?
2: Maybe, maybe, maybe that's his plan. Maybe that's his deal. He he busts his ass for like four years,
1: makes a makes seven eight money.
2: figures. You know, I'm uh, pretty sure he got a then, nice payday
1: for Iron Man three.
2: Yeah, and then be like, hey, uh, I'll see you again in twenty thirty. Yeah, you know,
0: or something like that. Maybe.
2: Uh, but yeah, Nice Guys truly one of my favorite movies yeah. of, of the of the millennium. Definitely. But anyway, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, that was one that I that I had skipped completely, and I watched on your recommendation mm. you know, probably 10 years ago now, uh, and I remember buying it at one point when it was $5.99, so I do have it, right? Let me double check that. Do I have it? It should be in my... <gasps> I don't, it's not on my... Because I've put all my owned movies into a, a list, and it, it it will show up owned right here. Mm-hmm. So I can maybe I don't. That too. Yeah, it
1: was maybe that's a good February break.
2: It was did. a a thing that I kept wanting to start, and then you're like, oh, I just fucking can't. But once you get going, it's actually pretty. Yeah, easy. so like,
1: I have, we have no plans during February vacation. Do it so. on your
2: laptop. Do not try to do it on your phone. Yeah, um, no, I'll
1: probably do it on my iPad. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
2: well, it, it, it's it's a lot easier if you have a keyboard uh-huh. um, because the way that they you have to enter them in. You have to type the titles out, oh. but yeah, it sucks. But it's it's pretty fast on on a keyboard, uh, so don't don't try to do it on okay. your phone or anything.
1: Note taken.
2: But when you do it, it will show up. So I'll click on Lone Star because I know I have that. Uh. Oh yeah, see, it shows up right here. You own this film. Huh. I guess I wasn't even looking. at That did it say that on Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? Maybe it did. I wasn't. I was looking for the little white box. Oh yeah, I do have it. <laughs> it says, <yeah. laughs> there we go. Okay. Sorry, So it does uh, say it. I retract most of what I just said. Um, yeah, I thought it, it on, on your phone when it comes up, it has it'll just have a little white box and it says owned. Oh, uh, that's funny.
1: Again, differences between their Yeah, I, and their I, I wasn't
2: here. even looking at the little. I thought I, I don't know. I guess I don't know. I didn't know what I thought that said. Uh, so yeah, I, I do have it, so I can watch that double feature at my leisure. Then you watched Cemetery Man, 1984.
1: Yeah, fun little French horror. I mean, Italian horror film uh, starring Rupert Everett. Um, Wait, what? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah.
2: When you said Italian horror, my mind didn't jump directly to uh, Rupert Everett. My best friend's wedding. Nor should it, because this was even this was prior to this. Was that was he best friend's wedding? That would yeah. be a great pull if he was. Yeah, it was.
1: Yeah. No, he was. Yes. That's like that's where he became like really known for American audiences. Man, I nailed that. Um, it's, a, it's an Italian horror, so it's weird, doesn't always make sense, but it's fun. Uh, it had been unavailable forever. Like my, The copy I owned was like <coughs> a burned DVD that TJ gave me ten years ago.
2: Is Rupert ever speaking Italian?
1: No. No, the film's completely in English. Oh, okay.
2: Cause Even though it my, takes place. It my, <laughs> my, next, my hope when you said no was that, please tell me he was dubbed in Italian, no. because that would be hilarious. Yeah, no. If he was dubbed in an Italian, and but you're still reading, he's speaking
1: with like his British accent.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, we do that. We do that with ancient Roman movies too. Yeah. So what, what? Who cares? Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. No fun movie. It, uh, uh, either Vinegar Syndrome or somebody Severin. Severin maybe just put out like a really great 4K of it, so I picked it up. Yeah. Because again, it had been unavailable forever. What did we do? What did I do next? Oh yeah, next was my Michael Mann weekend. Black Hat, I never watched. Well, Black Hat uh, just the, recently came out on an one, arrow, right? yeah. arrow 4K. Um, where, uh, uh, you rated it pretty high. I watched the director's cut, which is apparently better, even though it doesn't the the theatrical cut comes out in 4K. The director's cut is only Blu-ray. Still I hate looks that. still looks fucking gorgeous. Keep that looks gorgeous. Um, that film is way ahead of its time. Really, I don't think that came out at the right time because it's twenty fifteen is when it came out. It's all about cybersecurity and what you can do. So basically, these people like hack into.
2: So did it just get lumped in with the Shia LaBeouf eye, uh, I, probably I Scott, uh, whatever eagle eye and yeah. shit like that?
1: Yeah. Um, but I guess he did reorder things for the director's cut. So maybe it just wasn't cut well the first time around. But yeah, um, there is a. I knew it. There is a hacking of, like, the <coughs> stock market and the soy futures are, like, cranked way up. Yep. And it causes a bunch of people to lo- gain a lot of money, a bunch of people to lose a lot of money. But yet, it then somehow turns, it ties into, this. it was cyber hacked for a reason so that people could get money so that they could then hack into another system which would allow them to do something else, which then allow them to do something else, which right. like, would make them a fuckload of money. So it's very intricate and half the time you're going, like, I, what? What? <laughs> Uh, Chris Hemsworth plays a hacker that is pulled out of prison to help solve this.
2: Okay, so like uh, uh, Sean Connery in The Rock.
1: Yeah, basically, if they catch the guy, he goes free, type of thing, and then a whole lot fucking goes haywire completely. Um, and then it, so it's like it's it's part James Bond, part hackers.
2: Did you notice it was the woman from Decision to Leave when you were watching it? I did not.
1: I actually did not
2: because, like, I saw her on the yeah. uh, on the uh, poster or the. Yeah, and the she's pretty. And she's like, pretty good in it.
1: I was like, "Oh, cool, I recognize um, her." I think it was sold a lot on the strength at that point of Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, and while he does have some ass-kicking scenes, this is not Thor, right? You right. know, this is not even like the newer ones he's been doing. There, the. Netflix one.
2: So are you saying I should not watch the Netflix version if I'm going to watch it?
1: I don't know. Cuz again, I haven't watched the theatrical cut yet. But it's definitely a great it, it's a, it's a Michael Mann film. It is yeah. it there is a straight line to be drawn between Thief Heat and this. Yeah. Um it's really really good. Um I would I would recommend watching it. I don't. I can't vouch for the the theatrical cut. Right. And I I will watch it at some point just because it's like okay what did they reorder? How much difference does it make? Uh, that is the guy who plays like the head of like Hong Kong's cybersecurity, who went to MIT with Chris Hemsworth. Ah, yeah, yeah. So that's why he knows because
2: they're the ones who. Wrote... I'm looking at the. We were looking at
1: the uh, the actor yeah. page for uh, Lee Hum Wang because they're the ones who wrote the code that this. Hacker ended up gotcha. using yeah. to do all this damage. Um, yeah, Holt McCallany. Oh, that's yeah. what okay. he plays in this. Uh, is he a grizzled detective? He is a grizzled FBI yes. agent. <laughs> Close enough.
2: <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> We're talking about uh, a, a Holt McCall yeah. Uh If you don't know, you don't recognize that name. That's you shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> but if you look at his picture, you'll be, oh yeah, he's a grizzled detective in fucking everything. Yeah. Um, what uh, it, was he in Fight Club?
1: Uh, he was just one of the... His name was Robert Paulson, guys. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: He's barely in it. I haven't seen Fight Club in a long time. I know. Time. I need to rewatch that, too. When was... Have have either one of us ever logged it? No.
1: No. Nope. Oh, no. You uh, you've scored it. You didn't log it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was one of those, like, when I first signed up yeah. for Letterboxd. And they were like, here, show, tell us about your tastes. Yeah. You
2: did all... Seven years ago, all uh, yeah. marked as watched, liked, and rated.
1: Yeah. Um... And uh, is it Viola Davis? It is. is Viola also Davis in it. is also in. Uh, yeah. Still she, talking about Black Hat. Yeah. She was really good. Again, it's a really, really well made film. Not super easy to follow. Um, But I find out that's, that's the problem times with hacking films. Yeah. Because it's not super. Cin- he tries to make it cinematic by, like, showing data going, what it looks like for data to go through actual computer system, which was kind of neat. Yeah. Because, again, usually hacking film is just like. Yeah, which, I'm in. Yeah, which is, you know... Which, it's fun to
2: watch those... I don't remember. It's like Vanity Fair or whatever that does those things where they have an expert in the field watch a bunch of martial arts movies and they yeah. say how realistic... Or a, a former Navy SEAL watches these movies and says how realistic they are. I watched one a while ago that was... Computer hacker watches hacking scenes in movies and like he's just laughing his ass off at most <laughs> yeah. of them. Like, this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It's it's mostly just mouse clicks. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of typing going on. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't remember what the one that he said was the closest was oh, fuck. What was the Robert Redford um Sneakers? Sneakers. He yeah. said that is the most realistic one that we've watched. Wow. And I mean and there was like every hacking, a bunch of different hacking Wait, Are you from telling like,
1: me like 1996's hackers yeah. wasn't accurate? All <laughs> right. Or
2: the the Net? Yeah, the
1: net was very
2: bad. It was bad. Fucking bad, man. Um, I had a VH copy of the net, though. You (laughs) bet your ass, because it was right around that time we always talk about where Mm -hmm. the new releases were five bucks or whatever. And you're like, yeah, I need a copy of the net. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Never would have watched. Probably never watched it again. Um, So that
1: made me rewatch Thief, because I hadn't watched Thief in decades. Right.
2: And I just watched Thief for the first time ever last year. Uh, That is famously uh, film number one of my last year. So that will forever be... uh, immortalized in my letterbox. Yeah.
1: And again, James Collins just fucking owns that film. We
2: both gave it a four.
1: It's so beautifully shot. Like the scene of him just like walking through his used car lot at night. Yeah. When he's when he's getting when in he's the bush, you're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. God, this is a beautiful looking film. And the shot and that, that's like the poster there of him like, you know, with the Yeah, I love that poster. Breaking into a safe or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah.
2: Um That is the straightest of straight lines from thief to heat. Yeah. Um they are Spiritual sequel. I mean, type yeah. thing. I mean, there, there. It's 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 very clear how he went from that in the span of fourteen years to uh, to Heat in '95 or whatever it was. Um, yeah, I really, really liked Heat uh, Thief. Had was obviously aware of it, but hadn't watched it until last year. Um, who's the Tuesday Weld? Yeah, uh, played his.
1: It's like there's even a fucking diner scene in it.
2: <laughs> yeah, of course there is.
1: And those scenes were great too. we just again yep. talking in a diner. Yeah. Like, oh goddamn. Yeah. James Conn. Good
2: stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just funny watching those movies when you because you you know back then in in eighty one or uh, in you know seventy two when The Godfather came out that like ten year span of James Conn. Um, didn't have access to the information that we do now so like he's always like thought of as this mm. fucking rough gruff mean whatever apparently was the nicest man you'll ever meet uh mm. super and not at all this way not at all a tough guy yeah. um which is really interesting that he made a career a legendary career playing that cuz most people that do make a career kind of being like that are that's their public persona too, yeah. but like he was not that way. Um, then you carried on that in that same uh, <laughs> uh, after watching Black Hat and Thief, uh, kept the, th- the 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 rhythm going with Ratatouille. Yeah, a movie I have somewhat famously never seen all the way through. Yeah, I've seen parts of it a bunch of times. Yeah,
1: no, that one was watched for Video Monsters because we're doing our food themed film, so that was actually our follow up to Pig. But it's weird because it has the same sort of same ending scene. Because the same ending scene is this rough, bitchy critic, yeah, is served a simple plate of ratatouille and is like reminded of his childhood right. and it, like just has such an emotional reaction to the food. And I'm like, well, same thing that fucking happens in Pig. It's <laughs> funny when you
2: watch movies so close to one another yeah. that are similarly themed and you're like, huh,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: and to, and couldn't That's be more feature. ratatouille right. and Pig, and couldn't be more different on the surface, yeah, uh, between ratatouille and Pig. Um, another movie that I own and still have not watched. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I like Ratatouille. I, mm-hmm. again, have never, I have, I've never logged it or can say that I've officially watched it because I know I have never just sat down start to finish. Uh, I do know how I have seen the ending cause that was Yeah. I, I think Con-
1: Connor was like 10 at yeah, that point so when it came were, out. So
2: yeah. we were watching every Pixar so, film that came out. <laughs> right. That would be like how, that would be like my Moana and, mm-hmm. uh, Frozen yeah. and that shit um I, I the 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 thing that I don't think I've ever seen is the beginning because mm. i i the only things that are coming to mind are maybe the last third of the movie where he's pulling his hair or whatever underneath the hat mm-hmm. is that how it goes yeah, and he steers him around <clears throat>
1: yeah um which interesting enough leads almost directly into the next film out of print, which is a documentary about the new beverly cinema okay um because, um, Patton Oswalt is a very famous patron of the New Beverly. He actually mentions it in one of the one of his books that he wrote. About, uh, I think it was called Silver Screen Fiend, where for like a five year period of his life, he was going to the New Beverly Cinema three times a week. Oh wow! Like and just watching double features. Right. It's a it's a very famous uh, repertory theater in Los Angeles. Uh, now owned by <laughs> Gwen Tarantino. <coughs> where everything they show is 35 millimeter they don't yep. digitally project anything um and they have famous actors and directors come and do like oh you want you can program for the week like yep. any film you want you can program and like so like it's very famous for like having Edgar Wright come and doing like a full week and then but like famous people the actors of the films will often drop in yeah um Ryan Johnson goes there regularly Joe Carnahan goes there regularly um and other people, like the film actor Clue um, he's kind of a, you, he's like, oh, that guy, tough to recognize him from now. Yeah. That. A but, like, he's in a ton of show. He's been in a bajillion movies. He's famous because he was in a Western TV show for a long time. Um, Just died recently. Yeah, he did. Um, I mean, he was old, But he spot, was but literally he there every night. Like, he had his own seat. Oh, cool. And people, he would talk to people. All the time, and tell them Hollywood stories. And it was there was like another guy in it who was like, oh yeah, a fucking roadie for like Alice Cooper or some shit. You know, who would tell stories when he was there. But it was it was a very it was, it's owned by the New Beverly was it's owned by a family. You know, uh, almost went bankrupt like eight million times, but kept forging through. And then finally, when like the owner died and was going to get taken over, like it was going to turn into like a subway. Or some shit. Is
2: this why he was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Probably. It's probably not unrelated. A movie about Hollywood, uh, about a famous patron of a cinema that the director of that movie owns. Yeah. That, yeah. That makes sense.
1: Would not make. Would not surprise me at all. if That's the full reason. Um, and it, it was the film was made. Uh, I can't remember her name. My apologies, Julie Marchese, who was an actual employee of the the cinema. Oh okay. Like she started out there as like a you know a candy girl, you know, selling the popcorn and whatnot. And yeah. Now she actually just recently did a Stephen King, uh, Dollar Baby. I uh, know what you need, which has been getting really good reviews. Um, I actually reached out to her on Twitter, and i, I purchased a I purchased a DVD of the, the film because i had to I had to rent it or something on Amazon, the, out of print. Oh. Um, but I reached out to her. She's like, "Oh yeah," because I asked him, "Like, hey, is this available anywhere?" And she's like, "I'll go send you a DVD copy for ten bucks." I'm like,
2: "Sold." Go, s- go straight to the source. Yeah,
1: sold. Um, very enthusiastic about movies. Uh, I'll definitely check out stuff she does. Uh, but yeah, it's it's one of those films that not everyone's going to like, but guys like us, where it's just a bunch of talking heads about how much they fucking love watching old movies projected on thirty-five millimeter in a comfy theater.
2: It's on Tubi, so and yeah. down.
1: I think I rented it on <clears throat> Voodoo or some shit. Yeah. But yeah, I was very, very happy with that film. Um I, you're rarely ever gonna get a Talking Heads documentary that gets like a more than a four stars for me. But that's one of the yeah. Good
2: ones. Yeah, it's gotta be uh in order to, to go over that threshold it's gotta be the uh like what the fuck was the Alex Honnold one? Uh, the like the mountain climbing ones that oh, I yeah. like all the mountain it's got to be something like that to get yeah uh, or although that the uh, the or coal mining we're one we're
1: actually going to talk about in two more films
2: the coal mining one was really mm-hmm. oh wow um, Harlan County, USA yeah uh,
1: anyway Suitable Flesh H.P. Uh, Lovecraft type horror film directed by uh, Joe Lynch what uh, did Joe Lynch Heather do? Graham yeah he did uh, Mayhem oh that's what I recognize nice from. badass him yeah he's, he's one of those guys yeah um, body swapping horror type of thing Lovecraftian yep very m- reminded me very much of like Stuart Gordon films from the 80s it It's
2: got Jonathan sketch
1: yeah Skat
2: Skat Skat
1: yeah Barbara Crampton cause you know of course have to have Barbara Crampton in it um who still looks fucking tremendous for being like in her 60s yeah 1958 but yeah she was in From Beyond she was in Reanimator so this is kind of like a a loving tribute to those style of films. Yeah. You know, it's ooey gooey. Because of course it is. Um,
2: yeah. Fun film.
1: The next one though, um, Todd Haynes' documentary about the Velvet Underground. Um, it's one of those bands, like, you know who they are. You know who Lou Reed is. Yeah. You've heard heroin. You've, you know, heard his song Take a Walk on the Wild Side. Um, but, other than the fact that they had started with, like, Andy Warhol's factory, I didn't know a whole lot about them.
2: I mean, you've already told me more than I knew. Yeah. <laughs> just in the last minute. Um,
1: but it was just absolutely fascinating to watch. Yes. They, they were all very, very interesting personalities. And, like, the Velvet Underground was not around very long. Like, they were only around for, like, a few years.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> and But it's one of those things that's, like, much like, um what's the story about? like you know a bunch of people were at this one of the Sex Pistols first concerts and more people like became you know made bands because of that show yeah and it's like it's one of these one of these things it's like you know everybody loved The Underground so much that like you know like Bowie tried to resuscitate Lou Reed's career with I was gonna go, say with, Lou Reed's dead right? Yes he died just a few years ago yeah um, and it was the one thing that was really missing from this is there wasn't much even archival footage from Lou Reed it was mostly the rest of the band and other people um John Waters he's popping up in so many documentaries I've watched lately I love it um and and it was told in a very interesting way between like footage talking heads some artistic touches here and there um yeah I loved it I thought it was a great documentary
2: And you watched it on Criterion. Also on Apple
1: TV Plus. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got the disc recently. So oh, 4K yeah. 4K for that. Uh, same with the next one I watched, is finally out on fucking 4 4K. Uh, Lone Star. Yeah. We talked about it recently. Yeah. It's fucking gorgeous in 4K. My God, it looks and so I, good.
2: And I, I remember telling you uh, I didn't watch it for the longest time because it was only available in SD to yep. stream. And I finally just broke down and watched it, and it looked. It, and I remember remarking to you that it was SD, but it looked great. I would, I'm, yeah, very excited to see what, uh, oh, yeah. what a 4K. And it was funny because
1: like. uh, Andrea had never heard of it nor seen it. Mm-hmm. So it was funny watching her response to it, especially the ending. I was going to say,
2: <laughs> tell me about her thoughts on like, the ending.
1: Wait, <laughs> are they going to stay together? I'm like, I don't know. I guess seems like they might. Seems like it. Don't know if it'll last. Sure, feels like it. Yeah. Um, She was just like, "Uh, just so you'd know if it was ever found out we were brother sister. I'm fucking screaming and leaving. Yeah, I'm
2: out. Yeah. Um, uh, spoilers We're for the end brother, of, sister, of Lone Star. Say. Yeah. Uh, it. it uh, this whole thing leads. To, it's a pretty. It's still a very good movie, even like without the. Yeah.
1: It was not. The twist was not necessary for the ending. It kind of was. Right. But it's not like the film is bad without it. Once you exactly. know the, twist, the film is still really good at deal because it's John Sayles. It's dealing with a lot of social issues. Yes.
2: Um. It. it right up. And, to it, th- and it's
1: actually. Like,
2: right up to and including the incest. Because
1: when we were watching it, it was during like one of the arguments between you know the Texans and the Mexicans, and Tristan yeah. came downstairs and he was like, "Oh, is this about what's going on down there right now?" Yeah, I'm like, "Yeah, kind of, yeah." But no, this was made in like '96. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "Oh, but yes, it is." <laughs> yes. Uh, very good. Because there's a lot of like, Ill- you know, there's illegals, quote unquote, illegals hopping the border in this film, right? And, you know. One woman who herself once came across illegally is calling, you know, the Border Patrol and others trying to sneak in now until she finally kind yep. of has like that crisis of faith. You know, pulling the ladder up yeah, uh, behind her. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's crazy how much shit it dealt with in this film that is like yeah. still very, very relevant today. Sadly, very, very relevant.
2: I too had never. I mean, I probably had come across it, but I had never. To say not heard of it is probably a stretch, but like I was not I was not aware of this either yeah. until last year when when I started looking at the noir stuff and I think we were going through a list while we were recording and you specifically uh, picked out Lone Star, um, but yeah, it's great, mm-hmm. great. Blast of silence. Blast
1: of silence is another film that I watched on it recently came out on 4K on Criterion. Um, It is... 1961. 1961. It is very much a film noir hitman film. Um, I'm listening. Yes. Um, A man is hired from Cleveland to come to New York and kill a guy. He has to wait for the situation to become right. He gets entangled in some things from his past, because he is originally from the area. Um, And things go wrong. Um, This is... If you've seen a lone hitman film, it is borrowing heavily from this yeah like I remember uh, when I watched um, Samurai or Christ even fucking (coughs) um, Ghost Dog or fucking The Killer the newest one from you know it's all I mean Look at the poster for The Killer and look at that scene right there. Yeah, I was... (laughs) Yes, because that's
2: what came to mind. Uh, The Killer was a a movie I still... I mean, it's a very recent movie, but I still haven't seen it. Um, But that's what came to mind first was uh, just the poster for The Killer.
1: Yeah. Um, Tremendous film. Really, really well done. Lots of voiceover narration. Lots of voiceover narration. Yeah. Um, The guy who is starring in it also wrote and directed it. Direct it, and I guess he had to drop out at the last. He had to. He had to put himself into the film at the last minute because Peter Falk had to drop out. Oh. Um, so he's not the greatest of actors, but he's not bad. Like you're not watching this film for stunning acting. You're not. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's very atmospheric. Very well done. You know. It's. It is a very. It's the prototype for the lone hitman in a strange city, having to do a job.
2: I like his silenced revolver that he's got going there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yep. But again, yeah, 1961, very, very much ahead of its time. Yeah. For what comes later. Also, also a 3.8 on Letterboxd.
0: Yeah.
1: End of the magic score today between 3.7 and
2: 3.8. Uh, how many? Let me see that. 9,300
0: ratings.
2: Yeah. Um, I just realized this week uh, by actually hovering over it and clicking it what fans means. When it says the movie has so I many fans,
1: checked out to see what that means.
2: Fans is how many people. So like you have, you can see how, on Letterbox the ratings. You can see how many people have liked a movie and all that type of stuff. Uh, but there's also a little thing that says it has 48 fans. Um, fans is if you have it, it's how many people have it in their top four. Oh. So I had fun going through. Interesting. It is so I had fun going through like a lot of my favorite movies just to see like like. What is it... How many does fucking Parasite have? Yeah. How many does... And, you know, try something like Parasite, which is, I think, still the most watched movie on Letterboxd, um, versus something, like, super obscure, um, and there's some things... That that almost
1: makes me want to change up my top four more often. Doesn't it? Yes. Because I just recently changed my top four.
2: You changed your top four for the first time in years. Yeah. Uh, I do it kind of seasonally.
1: Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I'm going to start doing that more often, especially now that I know that fans exist.
2: Um... I just switched mine to my uh, most recent five-star Korean movies. That's what I'm going with right now. Uh, like in December, January, uh, November, December, I had my favorite Christmas movies, my four favorite Christmas movies. Um, I change it up three or four times a year. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so now it's fun. It's fun just clicking through your movies, uh, like some of your favorites that are obscure to see if is there another person on this fucking planet that would have uh, this in their top four Streets form?
1: of Fire for me, if you will. <laughs>
2: I bet it's a lot. I bet it is, too. I
1: bet it's I a lot. I just say because I know it's currently in my top four. And that just seems like an obscure one that lots of people love.
2: 309 out of 24,000 ratings. So actually, not that's not that's not super high. But it's also...
1: But I yeah. love there are 308 people out there who think like me. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and you can see who those 308 people are.
1: Oh, see, there's a whole bunch of people that I need to befriend. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was. a little... I bet people do that, though. I bet people like go like, "Oh, there." Yeah. Who else has this? Is this how do you have
2: favorite? two of my four top fours? Uh, yeah.
1: eight, something like that.
2: Uh, but then you look at something like, um... "Oh
1: Christ!" I bet like across like the Spider Verse or something. I bet like has a... or the Godfather.
2: Let's look up the Godfather. Godfather has fifty six thousand <laughs> fans. Yeah. Out of you know one point one million ratings, I, I what was the ratio of three hundred
1: out of fifteen thousand or something? No, what was
2: it? It wasn't more than like twenty thousand, right? No, I so I wonder that. if the it would be interesting to see what the fuck. Need. I'm going to make a spreadsheet, aren't I? <laughs> See, I wish it would give the, you the percentage. With the percent, you know, the yeah. whatever. Because it's hard to tell. Like,
1: yeah, uh, the, there's 56,000. So I bet there's one, a couple, like, low-budget films out there that have, like, this is in the top four of four people, but only four people Yeah, but seen it. Yeah, <laughs> but there's yeah,
2: 12 <laughs> views or whatever. Uh, Parasite, which, like I said, I think is the most viewed. 81. Uh, has 81,000 fans out of 3.4 million views. Um... Wow, the views to rate... Not everyone... It looks like only about two-thirds of people actually rate, so I should have been looking at views in those other ones instead of uh, uh, the, how many people have rated it. What was the last thing I looked at, Godfather?
1: Still yet another data set to obsess. Over. I know, isn't this fun? Uh, Jesus, do I really have to type out the...
2: 1.8 million views 1.1 million ratings um, what do you think it is versus 2? Oh. Huh, interesting. OG has more way more views mm-hmm. wow, that surprises me, I guess and about um, twice as many uh, fans or whatever uh, what did you say across Spider-Verse?
1: Yeah Just because I know that's, like, one of the newest, most popular ones. Yeah, and I I wonder... 44,000.
2: What else is that? Empire. Right? Empire was one of my top four, so... I gotta imagine that's uh, a pretty common one. We got 1.9 million views, 44,000 fans. It's really not that many. Hmm. It's not that, you know... Comparatively, I could do this all day. Uh, Sadly, so could I. What about something like Joker or Fight Club or. Oh, yeah. Uh, One of the famous bro ones. Right. Joker has 3.4 million views, 20,000 fans. That's not. That is about the same number of views as Parasite, and Parasite had 81,000. Huh. Anyway. <laughs> like I said, I, I could do this all day. shit now i've lost your list i'll just do it this way jesus christ i've taken the long way oh wait so i'll go back to that you so your your top four right now are pig streets of fire Hedwig, head and the angry inch and texas chainsaw massacre you want to know what texas chainsaw is i do Six hundred forty-nine thousand views, eleven thousand fans.
1: Hmm. Again, feeling I, like five percent is pretty common percentage.
2: Is that what? That, is it working out to that every I think time? It's
1: roughly, yeah. I mean, I am not a math guy, so I might not be the best person to do this on. But uh, let's check something like Pig. I bet Pig has more than we think. I
2: don't know. 272,000 views, 1,000. So that's actually really probably really low. God, this is dorky. I love it. Shit, no, I don't want to do that. All right, so back to Where did we leave off last time? Then you watch Johnny Guitar. If, if that doesn't sound like a 50s uh, western, I don't know what does. Yeah,
1: and it is. <laughs> but it's actually very like, progressive. Because yeah. in it, uh, Joan Crawford... Uh, Joan oh,
2: Crawford is the is the big person on the poster. Yeah, so. uh,
1: and she is badass in this. She plays a woman who owns like a bar slash gambling den outside of this town. There's McCluskey right there. Yeah, outside of a town... Uh, she's waiting for the railroad to come through, at which point her place will be worth a lot of money. However, the people in the town are trying to run her off. Wait, that's the plot of probably the plot of a lot of westerns. Hold on, it
2: no, it is like that's the plot of fuck a fairly recent western. What 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 is it? I'm not sure. What did I watch? <laughs> Wait, isn't that the plot
1: of Once Upon a Time in the West? Kinda. Is that what I'm thinking of? Kind of, yeah.
2: Okay, anyway. Um,
1: sorry. So yeah, so the I yeah, is trying to run off mostly because uh, Mercedes McCambridge's character, they both kind of had a thing with um, the dancing kid, who was like kind of a vocal
2: <laughs> Was that Sterling out- Hayden? Well,
1: no, no, no. He's, he's the titular Johnny Guitar. Oh. Yeah. Um... He's the guy that comes in. He's gonna play guitar in the, in the, you know, the the gambling den. Uh, and she once loved him, and he once loved her, but it just didn't work. But then, sorry. But then, yeah, the you know, uh, a stagecoach is robbed, and they blame the dancing kid. <laughs> the dancing and kid, they, I love it. And they think that she's involved in it too, because you know they need to blame her for something so they can get her out, so they can get her land. Um yeah. Lots of guns a blazing in And, <laughs> uh, <that's> awesome. <laughs> and you, yeah, you got McCluskey um being the stand up kind of guy. But it's it's one hundred percent John John Crawford's show. Um,
2: Kinda long for a fifties movie. Yeah. Um almost two hours. I mean that one of the things I really liked about the fifties movies when I was watching them is that they're all uh you know, a tight hundred
1: minutes. Yeah, but they got like a secret hideout under a waterfall and a silver mine and a bank is robbed, and it's got all of them. Were these on location, or was it? I think it was. Yeah, I think the water. Jesus, like the waterfall. I mean, you, it wasn't under the waterfall, but you had to go through the waterfall to get to the tunnel, which would lead you to where the secret hideout was. And it's pretty impressive for fifties. It actually, it, it is. It was very, very impressive film. I had a blast with it. Um, I know Indicator, I think, put out it, put it out on blu rays I'm probably gonna have to find a copy of it now. So I'd watch that again. Yeah, yeah. Lots of tough talk, <laughs> especially when one of the guys' kids is named the Dancing Kid.
2: Yeah, I think it's hard. It's pretty. It's pretty hard to sound tough. Man. Oh, and uh, Ernest Borgnine's a
1: member of Hiv's posse. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they've all got great names. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty hard to take yeah, anyone seriously click on the crew because all of them have great names. Um, oh, uh, yeah. And it was Nicholas Ray who did like uh, um, Rebel Without a Cause. Um, so Ernest Borgnine a lonely... was Bart Lonergan, of course, and of course he's the one that's kind of a old bit of a backstabber. Tom, dancing kid, Johnny guitar,
2: Corey, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. No, it was a it was a fun film, and Turkey. again, Nicholas Ray is. A very, very famous director from 40s and 50s. Uh, yeah, In a Lonely Place, the one with uh, Bogey. Oh, Which yeah. is just fucking phenomenal. Uh,
2: well, that's good because I own this film.
1: Yes. As do I. <laughs> uh, I, I haven't
2: watched it yet, but yeah, I bought that uh, last year. Or something. Yeah,
1: actually, at Bull Moose, there's a, like a biography of Nicholas Ray that's been sitting used on their shelf for like six bucks forever. And I keep going, just, like, I'm going to pick that up one of these days. You just days. haven't
2: pulled the trigger over yeah. uh, a cup of coffee's worth of book.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there's always one other book there I want more.
2: One trip to Duncan, and you're like, I don't know, man.
1: <laughs> um,
2: whereas what I do is I just buy the dumb thing and it gets put somewhere. Oh,
1: yeah. And I, I reorganized my books because, um, like I said, where we put the new TV down up the new TV downstairs Move that TV to the upstairs that TV was too wide so we had to buy a bookshelf for that to right. sit on from Ikea and it's like a 3 by 4 storage cube icon. so I got to yep. put like all my film based books in there oh cool so I had to pull them from all over the place and now I'm like I have too many fucking film books yep um, but yeah it's definitely a film that I would buy and then stick it in there and be like I'll read that someday
2: yep and then, and then it might even be the same, the type of thing where you end up buying it twice because you can't find the original one or you yeah. forgot you have it.
1: Yeah, it's what he says, like, if I ever teach a film class? I'm going to yeah. have all kinds of books for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Simple Men. Simple Men, uh, Hal Hartley Films. Don't from, know what that is. Uh, it's from the early, early 90s. Hal Hartley is a film director from back then who was very, very independent. Very eccentric films. They're usually a little weird well, any time um, when you see a haircut
2: like that Oh, yeah uh, You know what you're in for
1: um, This is about uh, two brothers One who is uh, in college The other's kind of a thief uh, But their dad, who was once a famous uh, baseball player But then wanted outlaw for a bombing of the Pentagon in the 60s Jesus uh, They're out looking for him That is domestic terrorism Yes <laughs> If he did it Good lord Um and they, you know, go searching for, through Long Island because they were always—all his films were based in like Long Island or like, other parts of New York. Douchebag. Uh, the, you know, they're going through finding him. Uh, weird shit. Like, mo- he—he's done a million films. Good luck if you could name any of them.
2: I the have time. never heard of a single one of these, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. there are dozens of them, Dan. Yeah. Uh, nope, not not one. Uh, um, and I don't recognize a
1: soul. Henry Fool was the one on the, that was like the, on the biggest one of his. Uh, Parker Posey's in a bunch of his films. Um, Martin Donovan is like always in his films. Um, Which one's Martin Donovan? Uh, click on him. I think I don't know was if he's he in Henry Fool, but he was definitely in Simple Man. Where the fuck is that? Top right. Okay. Uh... You'll be like, oh yeah, him. Oh yeah, him. <laughs>
2: Yeah, he was the asshole in Ant Man. Yeah, um, he was the asshole in Tenet. He was the, <laughs> ass, he was the asshole cop in Insomnia. I don't. I was gonna say I don't remember what he was in Insomnia. He was he was
1: he was, he was um, uh, Pacino's partner when oh. they went to Alaska. Yeah, the one that Pacino shot. Okay. <laughs> Rightfully so, snitch bitch. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's in all of How Hartley films. He's. Have you watched the Blackberry movie yet? Not yet, but I, mean, I need to. I um, guess it's kind of mixed. Well, three point eight. Yeah. How uh, hard? I'm going to be watching more of these films because again, they're fucking impossible to track down on yeah. like blue. They they're not out there on Blu-ray. Real, they are, but th- there were a couple box sets of Hal Hartley films that came out a few years ago that were like unbelievably expensive now. And I like his films a lot, but not enough to drop like two hundred bucks on a four-disc set right. type of thing because that's what they're going for now. Oh my God. What
2: did you, what did we say that that, uh, oh, um, I looked up, when I was looking up other shit, I looked up the, my Parasite steel book. Yeah. It's like a hundred bucks. Oh yeah. I think, I mean, I think steel books have pretty good return on value. They do. I, cause, I mean, I paid, I remember agonizing for months and I think, I think I paid 50 for it maybe. Yeah. Um, it's awesome, but I want that black and white one even though, I have no use for it, but that Steelbook is awesome.
1: Yeah, uh, Hartley, I actually have, a, I have like Henry Fool on VHS, I have Amateur on VHS, I have Flirt on VHS. Do you have uh, a VCR? I do. Um.
2: Okay. <laughs> uh, no shit. My father called me this morning and said, do you have a VCR? I was like, good Sunday morning to you too, sir. Uh, I said, No. And he went on to talk about all this, and he actually, you were mentioned because, and not because of the VCR, but he said, I have all these VHS tapes, I don't know if they're any good anymore, but they've got, like, Our Dog's Puppies from 1994, You and I's Fishing Trip.
1: Oh, Jesus. uh,
2: Video. The
1: one when I first ruptured my
0: eardrum.
2: (laughs) So... Um, the reason
0: I still don't said, like getting on boats He goes Yeah
2: he goes uh, You and Dan on the fishing trip And all that type of stuff Is on all
1: these things Jesus did one of them have a camcorder during that? Yeah I guess I don't even remember them having a camcorder I don't either um, What was that fucking guy's name? Al? I thought he had he, a name like Smokey or uh, something
2: No it was like Chubby and Chubby! Al Or something like that Chubby that's right Yeah, yeah. Uh, A couple old lobster fishermen <laughs>
1: um, Somehow your dad and my granddad knew Yeah
2: I don't even know what the connection was I don't know the connection, connection at all um funny though because like these gruff old rough around the edges dudes had like fucking million dollar homes oh, yeah. which are probably now Couple 10 million dollar month, homes yeah. i mean we're talking coastal coastal maine right on the rocks yeah gorgeous houses that they had owned since the 50s and it probably cost them three thousand dollars or yeah. whatever uh because because other people wouldn't want to live there because it's windy yeah. Or whatever, but yeah, I just, that is my memory of it, is like, holy shit, these houses are nice.
1: Yeah. Um, I, just, I just remember waking up with an earache that morning, yeah. and then by the end of day, throwing up a million times. Yeah. And then that's having to, like, walk back up to that house. Yeah. Off the boat.
2: The last thing you want to do uh, yeah. with an ear thing is, let's go on a boat for six hours.
1: Yeah. No. <laughs> it was, was, like, the most miserable time in my life that one day. It is, it's sucks, because otherwise it would, like, I remember it was fun for, yeah. like, the first hour. Yeah and then just like nope and then like going home and having like my eardrum rupture and shit <laughs> the
2: yeah so anyway that's uh um, immortalized in um on VHS so dad was cuz he wants to get them somehow transferred he said he, I want to get them transferred to a DVD it's like even that is out of date dad yeah. i will see uh, i'll see if there's a way that we there can there are
1: places cuz i know Andrea did it with a bunch of her shit.
2: Yeah, he he said that there he, he someone had said about somewhere where he could send send them away. Yeah, you just basically send um, them a
1: box of tapes, and then they yeah. put it all into like a digital file now. Yeah, yeah.
2: Huh. But anyway, um, so I'm gonna. I was. It's it's right here. Uh, I was looking at VCRs on None,
1: eBay this dude, morning. Just, seriously, um, I got mine for like six bucks at a Goodwill.
2: Oh really? They always
1: pop up at Goodwill. Yeah. Um, Yeah, because they're they're surprisingly, because again, collectors are fucking weirdos, there's a market again for them. It was like record players like 20 years ago, where if you wanted a record player, you could just go and get one for like five bucks anywhere. Right, right. But now they're like, oh shit, you know.
2: And then they start making them again. Yeah. You know,
1: so VHS might make a little bit of a comeback. They shouldn't, um, because they are still a drastically awful format. Yeah. For watching a movie. Um, um, but yeah, there's such nostalgia. in The fact that, yeah, like even like... 50 bucks, you know, for any of them... Feels like too much for me.
2: Yeah, no remote. Because I know <laughs>
1: I've been... Every time I go into Goodwill now, I'm looking for a fucking Laserdisc player. Because I just fucking yeah. want one. Because I've, yeah. I've never had one. Yeah. And I, I want one. I
2: remember thinking those were so cool. Yeah. Even with, though they uh, were the
1: size of a fucking pizza plate... Yeah, and you had to flip them over mid movie half the time. I thought
2: that was the coolest thing because I mean, it looked like a big record.
1: Yeah,
2: because um, yeah, it, it was
1: basically uh, a CD that looked like a, a big CD record sized.
2: Yeah, and they were, but they were thicker. Oh yeah, they were very um, thick. Yeah, because Friends of the Family had one. I just and it's because the movies were like fucking fifty dollars a piece. They had like the same four movies, yeah. so like it was Saturday Night Fever, Grease. And two other ones I can't remember, but anyway, that, that they seem to just always have. And yeah, you had to. It was like having a record in the case or whatever, and mm. you shove the whole thing into the laser disc and then pull it back out, and it pulls the disc out. So you never actually have the disc out. It was very cool. Yeah, um, which, and then, like you said, you had to halfway through the movie, it would stop, and you had to stick the thing in, pull it out like a pizza, flip it, and put
1: yeah, it. Yeah, because I own a couple laser discs. I got it, like Bull Moose, like, yeah. Someone because I I've got like Say Anything. On laser disc, because okay. I'm like, well, oh, fuck, that's just cool. <laughs> yeah. Even if I don't ever get to play that, I can put that in like a little 12 by 12 frame. Yeah. Because it's just cool. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, every time I go in looking for a fucking laser display, player, I've, I've never found one at Goodwill. Hmm. I always get excited every time I see a 5 disc changer. Because it's about the same width that's uh, like a 5 disc CD yeah. changer. Um, they're, I get, much like the VCRs, so they're expensive.
2: Holy shit. Yeah. 300 bucks, 400 bucks. That one's a mute.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like one of these times I just feel like I'm going to get lucky and find one.
2: See, I'm picturing yeah, something. That Pioneer one. The Pioneer the, one is $535 kind $535, and it's
1: big. This is,
2: this is newer, obviously, than the thing that I remember, but this is kind of more what I was... Yeah, but that's probably like an remember.
1: early 90s laser display. Yeah, yeah. Because Andrea thought of getting me one for Christmas, and she was like, nope. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cause even that one right there, that's like three bids for fifty-one bucks. That'll go up. Yeah, it's got two days left. Uh, but
2: yeah, yeah, the cheapest one that I've seen here, buy it now is hundred bucks from it, and this is a nineteen ninety-two. Mm-hmm. Were the seventies ones different, or was it the same thing?
1: Well, there were two different types because okay. there were the ones that had that. Where yeah, they because these out
2: almost look too small.
1: Yeah, and then they were no, what they, what the same, the, they were about the same size. They are. Yeah,
2: um, but a lot
1: of them didn't have like the disc inside the cartridge thing. Like okay. of the newer models did not. Do you that. you
2: take the disc out.
1: Yeah. But yeah, some of them, yeah, like uh, had the casing around it. They yeah, the whole case, right? Like a VHS almost. And then the other ones were just were an actual disc disc. But Laserdiscs, I guess. I guess there are people who who like still have their laserdiscs for like, especially the Star Wars trilogy. Still fetch pretty good money because they're the originals. Oh yeah, and they're like they still the film. They look fucking great. (laughs) And I know like Criterion started out as a laserdisc company. Like, oh really? There are like Criterion put out a. Is that why the sea looks like that? Maybe. But like Criterion put out a ton of shit on laserdisc. Uh, like that one that's 20 bucks right there. That's the you 1995 know. one. Yeah, that one right there. Those ones are apparently quite quite good and look quite good. But yeah, I just love that they're like a gatefold record.
0: Yeah.
2: Nice.
1: But yeah, no, Criterion put out... Like, Pulp Fiction, I think, might have been a Criterion release on Laserdisc. Yeah. You know? Oh, look at that beat right there. That. A lot of four Laserdisc movies original. And why? Oh, no, not those ones! Yeah, that's the 90s. See, you got me all excited for. I don't care about those ones. That's the 90s one. I love that original one, though. So mostly with Laserdisc, too, they, a lot of them use like original. Oh, that's a good set right there, The This here? Yeah. That's a great set. Laser video discs. Those are the ones I think had the case. Okay. I think. Not 100% sure. Again, some VHS and fucking beta, it feels like, where they're pretty much the same thing. Stereo extended play. Fucking right. But yeah, they use the original posters. I fucking love that. One of these days I'll get a set of those just because. Yeah, I mean, even if you never had a play, never even got a player. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, back to Henry Fool. Yeah um, right. No he he is a, he is very much a product of the '90s for me, where his films we would get one copy at the at the video store. Yeah, I'd watch and go like that's fucking cool, and then no one else would rent it.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, that's a nostalgia trip for me. But again, the reason I watched it is because Criterion put a bunch of his films on their channel right now. So it's like shit. I better watch those <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> before they disappear again. Because It's you know the chance to see the, a lot of the ones I hadn't seen, like Simple Man, and then lastly, it's uh, one I watched last night on Criterion channel, uh, The Quiet Earth, uh, end of the world apocalypse film. It's 28 days later, must have watched it, but you know, Danny Boyle has seen this film. I feel,
2: um, did, did you see uh, Killian Murphy is yes, producing the, a, new, the new one, yeah, uh, 28 years later,
1: uh, yeah. With the Quiet Earth, again, it's a guy wakes up in a hotel room. Something happened, and all the people have fucking disappeared. Uh, he's like a... Not NASA, but one of those guys who kind of like works with agencies that work with NASA around the globe. They're trying to create an energy field type of thing around the Earth. Something apparently... And they, you know, instant... They, they push the button on it the night before, and apparently something went horribly fucking wrong. Hmm. And all of the world has disappeared, except for a few people who... You later find out. We're in the midst of dying when it happened. And okay. they are they are brought back to life. <coughs> so. And they find out, like, no, there's still some weird shit happening and the world. is still going to end. It's crazy that that's the poster, because that's the last shot of the fucking movie. I kind of hate that. Come on, man. Because <laughs> it's like. Come on, quieter. Because there's another event, and the main character wakes up again. And you see, like, a bunch of, like, mushroom clouds and... You know, fucking maybe Saturn yeah. in the background, right? Rising. Um, I hate that. That's the poster. <laughs> uh, it's a New Zealand film. Um, it's on. Like, there's a bunch of like post-apocalyptic sci-fi films right now on Criterion. Yeah. And I've seen most of them because it's, like, it's like you know it's Mad Max, Escape from New York, Yeah, uh, Dead End Drive-in, a couple other ones like that. And I'm like, I've never seen Quiet Earth. What's that about? It's fairly good. But yeah, this year my goal is to watch a lot of shit on the Criterion channel. Because I've had it for like three years now, and I usually watch like one movie a month. Yeah. And then I'll watch like a lot of the other smaller stuff they do, or they'll have like a talk with directors, and the directors will talk about their film influences and shit. Like, you know, 20 minute long things that are always worth watching. But then I'm like, God, there's so many fucking good movies on this channel. Like, I could only have that as my one streaming network, and I'd be happy.
2: I don't know if it's just the Amazon app, but it's a motherfucker to navigate. Mm. Um, no, it, it is. It's, holy fuck! That it's it's hard to even kind of find stuff. You search something up by name, and like fifty things come up, and the actual movie might be the tenth one down. Like, what the
1: fuck? Yeah, yeah. Especially if like it's a, like if you're looking up something like say like by Marty Scorsese. Yeah. Yeah. It's there's like 40 different like three-minute yes. interviews with him that are and, listed. And sometimes you do that and the movie isn't even there. Yeah. And there's <laughs> Because they did an interview about the movie, right. and the movie isn't on the channel right like, now. Holy fuck! <laughs> You're killing me. Yeah. It is. So that's why usually what I just do is like around like the first of the month, they'll put up a bunch of new things. Yeah. Like here, I'll put up we'll go we'll go really live for this one.
2: They need to, while you're doing that, what they need to do is get together with Letterboxd.
1: Yeah. And be like That seems like a perfect is, partnership.
2: This is how you do it.
1: <laughs> you do it. Yep. Um I mean obviously but not like, the even same if thing, like, but... If I stop watching a movie part way through, like on the app, it'll have like, oh resume. Yeah. Uh, on like other things, not so much. Yeah, because I've got watched... go, you've got to go to your library. And then from there, it'll
2: tell you what you were recently watching. What did I watch on yours? I can't remember what it was, but I started it and then and then went back to it, and I was like, well, "Where the fuck did it go?" And yeah. I couldn't. It took me forever to find it. I don't even. I might have even had to text you. you sometimes like,
1: you even have to just search for it all over again. Where,
2: I think that might be what I ended up
1: doing, and it still kept my place, but like it was nowhere to be found on the front screen. Yeah, like their newest collections are interdimensional romance, which. Um, has like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, Solaris, yep. Defending Your Life. I love that that's interdimensional. Okay. Um, um, birth, uh, Starman, Heaven Can Wait. But it's usually a mix of new and old gothic noir. Those are mostly just old. I saw a Starman
2: uh, reference on Twitter. The other day. Hong Kong hits.
1: Uh, three films by Jonathan Glazer, Valentine's Shorts. Ah, uh, but they've had other collections where it's like Ken Russell. They're, yeah, it's James Gray's New York, uh, cat movies. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, uh, handmade films, which was George Harrison's production company. They did a month of a bunch of those.
2: Uh, speaking of handmaids, did you ever finish that movie? The nineteen sixty Korean not yet. Handmaid? No, it's
1: still sitting on top of my DVD player. I have to finish watching it. Um. Uh, Cobweb. Cobweb
2: is the most recent Kim Ji-Woon who is probably the he's the tier below your Parks and your Bongs I think mm-hmm. I would say he's rating that top tier uh, for those he did uh, I Saw the Devil Tale of Two Sisters which I still haven't seen it used to be available all over the place so it was always one of those ones that I didn't worry about because I'll just catch it because it was like on Prime, it was on Tubi it was on a bunch of shit, now it is completely wiped from streaming Huh. Um, but you watched that one uh, mm-hmm. and I think Think you liked it? I forgot he did an American film
1: too. Yeah, I liked it.
2: Uh, yeah, you gave it a three and a half, which is pretty much in line. It's three point seven overall. Uh, but yeah, now it's it's fucking gone. It's only available. Uh, like you can buy the DVD. Weird. Um, Bittersweet Life, Good Bad, Weird, uh, Age of Shadows, which we talked about earlier. But uh, anyway, his new his most recent is uh, Cobweb. It's actually not even out yet. Uh, or it comes out digitally February 9th, so I may pick that up if I uh, can't stand to wait until it's on sale, which it inevitably will be. Uh, What else did I recently add to my watch list that I was going to bring up? I can't remember. All right. Uh, So the plan going forward, you're going to try to watch... uh, a bunch of the ones a bunch of the ones that, a of the and ones that i and the bunch of the ones from I my you top, have that i have, yeah, yeah. That my from the top 50 or so um you could probably pick out a, a solid dozen right
1: oh i would think so
2: um and i like we said earlier a lot of them are pretty available um but i i kind of want you to start with new world just because it's it is mm-hmm. really one of my it's one of my favorites of the uh of all the korean ones i've watched and and you get into this weird thing with stuff like that. It's a very good movie, but, like, it's not... Mother is a better movie than New World. The Wailing and Burning and JSA, frankly, are all better movies than New World. Mm-hmm. They just... But as just far as, like, I really... like As far as my favorite, um, it is the best combination of a really good movie, and I really, really liked it. Uh, but, yeah, that should be fun. I agree. And I added... Uh, I'm gonna try I, I, when I dive back into the the world of English language. I, I'm gonna do that. Uh, the Shane Black double feature. Yeah, those two because I haven't seen either one in a, in a while. Uh, anything else? No. All right. Well, we we'll will be back when we're back. Uh, Probably two weeks again. Probably two weeks because <laughs> we'll be in, at that it.
1: point. We'll be in the midst of February vacation so Right. I'm not even worried about my homework.
2: February vacation stuck right up on us this year. I feel it like we really did. Yeah, um, so we're two weeks away. It felt like, on one hand, it felt like January was the longest wow. month ever. January
1: was really fucking long.
2: But then all of a sudden it's like, holy shit, break is two weeks away. Yep. So who uh, ready for that. Hopefully that's the next time we uh, we talk to everyone. Uh, oh, and I'm going to watch Black Hat too. Nice. Um, just so everyone's aware. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're out.